Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's May the 13th. It's my grandmother's 99th, I believe, birthday today. She just doesn't stop. The train, the party just keeps on going. Desperately, desperately try to get the webcam to react appropriately to all any and all lighting conditions, bro. You you know what you gotta do? Set the lights that you want, and then when you uh, and then you have to open up the webcam software, and you have to like uncheck literally this Logitech. This is the routine you have to do. Yeah, uncheck everything, and then check auto exposure, and then it will sort of sometimes kind of work. Oh, okay. Yeah. Welcome to uh, welcome to Logitech uh, drivers circa always. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, you're going for that youthful exuberance. Look, you've got that glow. You look like you're. I mean, you look like you're in heaven right now. <laughs> but there we go. There we. There. there perfect. There. Boom. Don't change Boom. anything. I'm not touching it. <laughs> nothing is. Nothing is being touched. Everything has to stay the same. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's another Take the Awful Podcast. Got another great show for you uh, lined up today, including working webcams. Last week, for whatever reason, mine decided not to work, and so we went full VTuber. Uh, but this week, we're, uh, we're back on camera to show our ugly mugs while we talk about video game news, TV, and movie stuff, and then answer questions from you, the fans, as long as you're paying us money, because we're capitalists. How are you doing this week, Jeff? Most important question of the week. How was your week? Um, it's a week. My uh my lower back is so fucking sore, it's insane. Um, I've been sitting on a pillow for a few days. Um, okay. That won't help. No, I know. Uh my <laughs> ass well, it's like my ass is sore because my back is sore. Um, so you know, I feel your pain right now. Um Don't so, don't yeah. okay, here take a pro tip though. For the love of God, when possible stand up for a while because you're literally right on the brink of where I am where if you keep going you're gonna fuck your shit up and then your feet are gonna get fucked and don't I'm still I still can't bro I've been standing this is the only like two times a week I'm sitting and this is one of them otherwise my ass is standing or laying down (laughs) laying down so yeah other than that it's been it's been another week dude it's been a but another week. Their RP's been pretty good, though, I've seen. Uh, so uh, things have been going well in that regard. Uh, you've yep. been uh, cranking out some jams. Yep. Uh, pretty consistently. I'm happy to see it looks like you've gotten some sleep, though, because I'm going to be straight up with you. I saw you on Facebook when I randomly opened it for the first time in a while, and you look like hell! Sleep, for God's sake! I know, I know. The human know. body requires it! <laughs> I was say you was a picture of you and Kai. You were like, I'm gonna call it early today, and it was like, because I'm gonna do this. And it was like you and Kai on the couch, and I was like, Jesus, what, what, what the fuck, bro? Bro, I, bro you I, needed some cucumber slices. I needed everything. <laughs> I needed everything, bro. So anyway, I got a little bit of sleep. I got <laughs> last good. night was actually rough, but the night before was pretty good, so I can't really complain. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had a no, I wasn't looking uh, quite that rough, but I had like three nights where I just could not fucking fall asleep or not. Well, I shouldn't say that. I fell asleep, but I, like, I was waking up really easily. And right now, Nan again, birthday today, ninety nine years old. I think it's her sixth year straight of heart failure. I'm not sure what it's going to take, but it isn't heart failure apparently. So she's on 
She's holding it down, man. She's she ain't holding, going anywhere, she's bro. She's saying, let's. She's getting to 100. Uh, she's pushing it. She's going it. for the triple digits. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Dude. So, so, That's literally insane. So she's, uh, her, her feet, uh, her feet, uh, obviously at that age with heart failure, your feet, your, your circulation doesn't exist uh, at that point. And so um, she's easy to get like gout and stuff like that in her feet that gets bad. And this last round of stuff was really, really terrible. So they had to like juice her up on pregnizone, which is like a really po- potent, steroid uh but like untold levels of stero- of of pregnizone to get this thing in check and pregnizone makes you a couple things one you like retain a bunch of fluid but two you are you cannot stop eating you are hungry all the fucking time you need to use the washroom constantly and you're hungry all the fucking time and so uh mom and dad are up like every 45 minutes to an hour in the night these days uh getting her uh, you know, uh, to be able to use, helping her use the washroom and that's right above our bedroom. And so it's just constant noise all the time. <laughs> so sleep here is at a premium. So I've been using the couch to nap thoroughly when I can. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, my week has been good. I did resident evil, uh, this week. Um, I start that. I think I'm going to start that tomorrow. There you I go. Start tomorrow. I bought it and installed it, so I think I'm going to do it tomorrow. You'll enjoy yourself. I know you, you you liked seven, and this is this is basically the first person, but not VR version of of seven, more or less. Um, I got the review up. So uh, for those listening that hasn't uh, already watched it, what the fuck is wrong with you? You want to go over to uh, to Critical Hit uh, on YouTube and uh, check out that review. Mark did a banger of a review. Told the story. Uh, in the beginning of it, of uh, how um, Cam, uh, Cam and I played the director's cut in the summer, listening to I'm Blue on repeat. Mm. We played it in one sitting. It was like eight, nine hours of listening to Eiffel 65 while playing Resident Evil director's cut. Uh, because that's the kind of stupid shit you do when you're a child. Why not? Uh, but uh, yeah, we got that review cranked out. And then tomorrow is Subnautica Below Zero that I'll be starting. That's my next review uh, after that. And then Biomutant, I think, at the end of the month. But I'll actually, I'll actually have more than a week to beat this, this upcoming game, which is good because Subnautica is not usually short, so I'm going to need the extra time. But regardless, that's all I've been doing this week, cranking out review stuff and, and moving on to the next one. I'm still waiting for my standing desk stuff. Some of it started to show up. We got, you know, the Elgato mounts and stuff started to uh, arrive. I'm hoping i know my speaker stands aren't going to be here until monday but i'm hoping that the desk gets here uh tomorrow so that i can at least start the process of setting it up over the weekend because it's going to take some time to tear this fucking room apart uh, and put everything back together but i'm excited and now i'm excited to talk about some video games mr black are you ready um my body is ready well, let's talk about something that's not necessarily the video games right off the rip but the the olympics mr black the tokyo olympics okay they are hell-bent on keeping that bad boy going, um, despite the fact that I think Japan currently is at like 2% vaccination rate. They are not moving at speed uh, over there, but I'm sure they'll catch up quick enough because if there's one thing Japan's good at, it's logistics. They'll figure it out. Uh, but they, uh, they want this, uh, the Olympics to keep going, so they're continuing to do their partnerships and stuff to get ready in, in preparation for it. One of those is partnering with Twitch! We're going to get the Olympics on Twitch, Mr. Black. Can you imagine the complete fuckery that is going to be Olympic events with Twitch chat at the same time? No. No. 
I I actually can't. Can you can you imagine the casual and sometimes not casual racism that is likely to occur watching the 100 meter d- dash coming up for this? It'll how, be interesting. How many tryhard emotes are going to be used during the Olympics, Jeff? All of the emotes will be used during the Olympics. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a shit show, but it will bring a lot more attention to the it to will. the Olympics, which is good for the Olympics. In some stupid way, I feel like I want to watch it with Twitch because just the chat alone is gonna add an enormous amount of Olympic or, or, or well Olympic levels of val- of uh, entertainment value uh, mm. to it instead of just watching you know plain shit on uh, on TV. So. Uh, yeah, so there you go. That'll be a thing. Uh, that includes, like, the on- apparently the on-desk content, like, the not just the events, but, like, it sounds like damn near the whole friggin' broadcast. Uh, the more impressive thing to me, and the thing that only about four people on Earth will get to experience, is that, uh, the Tokyo Olympic Games are actually gonna be broadcast in 8K. 8K! It's a lot of Ks. It's a lot of Ks. Most of our television programming here is still being upscaled from 720p. So, <laughs> so for those of you with an 8K television, of which I'm guessing none on the uh, the listening list of this uh, this podcast, uh, enjoy it. It's going to be pretty dope. I don't even want to know what the broadcasting bitrate of 8K is, but it's probably substantial. <laughs> whatever, yes. whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, uh, next up, actual video game stuff here, Mr. Black. Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake's Intergrade got its final trailer. Now, I posted it here in case you haven't seen it yet. Um, we could, we can watch it if you want. I can also just give you a recap. Uh, uh yeah, you can, you can give me a recap. Uh, good. So, uh, basically, the first half of the trailer is, in fact, also a recap. Oh, okay. They just show you a bunch of cutscenes from the first fucking game. Is, is like okay. the half, first half of that trailer. Uh, and then the second half of the trailer is actually for the game that is coming out, that this trailer is supposed to be for. Um, and it's, it's, it's just, you know, there's splashes of, uh, of gameplay and combat, of course, in, in there. Um, the usual, like, you know, monologuing bullshit about talking about stuff that doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, the, you know what, you know how you've, you said that you know, sometimes there are games that you feel you've just outgrown. Yep. After watching this trailer, I think of officially outgrown Final Fantasy. At yeah. least at least this form of Final Fantasy. I don't know what 16 is going to bring, but this this Final whatever this Final Fantasy is is like really shoddily written for children fuckery that's just not entertain like interesting to me at all. Uh it, it, in the slightest. And and it's wild to me because Final Fantasy 7 as a game is actually if you go back and play the original, uh, what, you know, however you feel about the writing, is that the story itself is actually quite dark and very mature. But they've managed to take all of that and just yeet that shit into the sun and turn this into another kind of like fluffy, um, just really, I don't even know. But it looks, it doesn't, it doesn't, it looks flashy. It's Final Fantasy VII Remake. It looks yeah. flashy. The graphics are good. Um... One of my pet peeves in it is that the, um, the voiceover work, it doesn't matter where the character is. They could be in a fucking cave. Anywhere. But it sounds just like pristine studio audio. With no reverb, no nothing. They could be like, a character could be on the other side of the room, they sound like they're in your fucking ear, like whispering sweet nothings. Like, zero audio engineering. 
Like, literally nothing! They are spending a fortune on this, but they couldn't pay a fucking audio engineer to, like, make the shit- Which, I actually mentioned, and you'll notice in, in Resident Evil Village, fucking incredible audio engineering in that game. So, night and day. Both Japanese studios, so you're just like, Capcom at least has the, the, the fucking wherewithal to hire an audio engineer. Square Enix is like, fuck it, just give me that raw dog studio audio. I don't care what's happening at the time, if there's explosions, or they're in a cave, or they're in a fucking, like, tile, you know, cathedral, everyone's gonna sound like they're basically just in a studio, dead air, nothing moving. Uh, and there you go. So anyway, it's- it's the- the trailer, you guys can go and watch it if you want, if you're interested in it. I honestly, um... I have I I have no hopes for this for this remake going forward. I I really don't. I don't. I, there's gonna be lots of people that love it. I'll probably still end up playing it when I have the time uh, to give it you know as much of an objective fucking review as I can. But honest to God, man, I mean this is like some elementary bullshit. So go watch the trailer, uh, Mr. Black. How how complicated would you say your passwords are? Uh... Have they gotten more complicated over time? They they actually have like you know using all kinds of different fancy squiggles spicy and jiggles now. And, and all kinds of different. I had to I had yeah. to step it up because most password places are asking for like uh like a symbol and a capital letter and a number. And, they get tired know. of uh, people's accounts getting hacked and then their customer service having to fucking deal with the fact that somebody's account got hacked. Pretty much. So, uh, and I use the word hack lightly. It's more like they just had a really terrible password and somebody gained access to the account. Uh, so, as it turns out, your, uh, you know, uh, our old passwords that were, were shit, um, lots of people still going down that road. You'd think maybe the further we got in and the more savvy the general population got with the internet and all that can happen and go wrong on the internet would maybe get their passwords uh, to go in the right direction. Unfortunately, the most popular password, Mr. Black, of 2021 is 123456. Wow. 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 Owen Wilson, wow. Wow. It's fucking embarrassing. Step your password game up. Get Come a on, password guys. manager. That's the yeah. real trick. That's what I hopped on that train. I ain't getting off of that one. Now I'm on it. I'm never leaving. That's the that's the real fucking hype. Because uh, then you don't then you don't even have to really remember your passwords. You know, write it down on paper somewhere and keep it in a safe place in case you lose access to your password manager. That's about it. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, next up, Shirley the Skyrim Grandma. I'm sure you've seen her pop up a couple times before uh, in, in your timeline, once or twice, I'm, I'm sure. Has her own fully voiced mod now, Mr. Black. Wow. They made Shirley- wow. <laughs> they, made, they made Shirley uh, a companion. So in Skyrim, you know, you could have companions that basically, uh, like Lydia, just carry all of your shit. Uh, and occasionally help you kill the in, in almost impossible to kill bears. Uh, Shirley is now a companion and fully voiced by her. Uh, and so for those of you still playing Skyrim religiously and, uh, you're deep into it and you, you're looking for that, that Shirley, the, the Skyrim grandma fix, great news. Now you can make Shirley the grandma carry all of your shit and help you kill bears. The future is now. Uh, The Coalition, which is that fancy pants Xbox studio powered by what I call the Avengers of game developers, because that's kind of what they fucking pegged this thing as. 
uh, have announced that they are moving to Unreal Engine 5 as their, uh, their game engine of choice to focus on next-gen development. No amount, uh, announcements about the projects for quite some time, however. These guys are working exclusively on next-gen shit, not, not last-gen and this-gen. It is purely uh, next-gen work, and so uh, probably another year before we're going to hear what they're actually uh, working on and see what they're working on. Uh, but that's great news. Unreal Engine 5 yep. produces some fucking incredible uh, imagery uh, and, uh, and really quite a flexible engine, so that's great to know that they're not trying to use old tech to do their first projects and they're skipping right ahead. Because uh, really, if you're spending all that money to make something like the Coalition, don't make them do fucking cross-gen. Put all of their friggin' resources and all of their effort into next-gen shit, for God's sake. Bank on that shit for the future. Continuing Japan's deep history of crushing my soul, Mr. Black. Fatal Frame, which is one of the greatest horror genre, or horror games... Uh, of the genre of all time. Fatal Frame is making a comeback as a pachinko machine! Mmm, how scary. Joining Silent Hill <clears throat> as the franchises a lot of people care about that now only get to enjoy them on a pachinko machine. Thank how you. Exciting. Thank you, Koei Tecmo. Thank you, Konami. Go fuck yourselves with your pachinko machines if possible. I'm just so salty about that shit, bro. I can't fucking take it. The pachinko machines, really? I, I don't know who I'm supposed to be more upset with. The apparently copious number of Japanese citizens that are so hooked on pachinko that this becomes a more viable option for these guys to make than the actual games themselves. Or just upset that the game developers won't just fucking sell the license to somebody else who's willing Seriously. to make a game. Seriously. Fuck. Have some respect for these, these franchises, would ya? Uh, would you play another Fatal Frame if it came? Do you play the originals? I did. I played. I did. I did. Yeah, years and years and years ago. I'd fucks with a new Fatal Frame. I would play it. I I like horror games in general. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be I'd be down. And just like just like they did with the Wii U or whatever, the Switch would be a great place to do another Fatal Frame with the camera shit. You know, you're in handheld mode. Mm -hmm. Be fire, just like the Wii U. Uh, oh, I almost skipped over one there. Sega's financial report and strategy for the uh, the coming year outlined a new AAA, what they called Super Game. Jeff, we're not Super Game. Super, not uh, not quadruple A, but Super Game. Using a current IP or current IPs. Could be some sort of crossover thing or, or, or something of that uh, that sort, but using what they've currently already got, so it's not going to be a new IP. Uh, and also that they're, uh, of course, going to continue to make remasters and remakes, which are driving a lot of revenue for a lot of companies right now. And Sega has a lot, let's be honest, Sega has one of the deepest catalogs of games that people wouldn't mind seeing yep. remakes and remasters of. Yep. So my fingers will continue to be crossed for Jet Set Radio Future. To, uh, to be pulled out of the vault uh, and remade and or remastered. Uh, that would be incredible. Uh, but I mean, man, they, like there's an absolutely shit ton of Sega games that they could pull out and, and do that stuff. But Sega seems like they're in a bit of a renaissance, Mr. Black. They're doing real well lately. They're, they're, if they're, they're doing well enough that they can, they can dump a bunch of resources into this whatever the fuck super, super game uh, is... Uh, and so it's nice to see them not just struggling and trying to come up with a new Sonic game to crank, to crank out for the 90th time. Um, and, uh, and I hope that all this continues to go, to go well, because again, 
The last thing I want is Sega to go under and then, and then all of their licenses go to, I don't know, Konami. And then all of a sudden we're, we're playing Jet Set Radio. Yeah, Pachinko Machines. Jet Set Radio Future. The Pachinko Experience. Awesome. Fuck. Uh, Ubisoft. Also, uh, of course, we're getting to that time of year, so everyone's kind of talking about their, their strategies for the next year and their financials of, of the previous. Ubisoft confirms its position from 2018, stating that they will be... Uh, and I say that because a lot of people got confused and thought that this was new, like a new strategic move for them, but they had already mentioned that this was the path they were taking a couple years ago. Um, so they confirmed their position from 2018, stating that they will be moving away from the three to four triple uh, A, you know, games a year uh, model that they've had for quite some time. Uh, and move into a uh, a focus on more high-end free-to-play titles, because that's where money is. If we're going to be honest, that's where the dollar signs are. Uh, you're going to see more and more major developers go that route, because uh, when they get to that size, and you know, you're know you going from, from putting out three to four uh, AAA games a year, and you're not seeing the big dollar signs that another developer put out one game, uh, and it was free-to-play, and they're swimming in more money than you are, uh, it gets tempting. And so that's what they're going to do. Now, Lord knows if they're going to just take what they've already got and convert to free-to-play, like The Division maybe becomes free-to-play entirely, or, uh, or or other titles of theirs can be shifted into that model. Uh, but that's definitely the way to go. They're obviously still going to make AAA standalone games, but they're hmm. moving more towards the, the free-to-play uh, stuff. And i got to be honest with you, they're saying three to four AAA titles a year. I don't think I can name three to four AAA fucking uh, Ubisoft games that have come out in any calendar year. I think they might be stretching the definition of what AAA is for some of these titles. Yeah. Uh, because other than, like, Assassin's Creed and maybe Rainbow Six, I'm not thinking of a lot of fucking AAA titles that are getting cranked out every single year uh, under, uh, underneath of them. I mean, like Far Cry, I guess. That's not really been yearly. Uh, speaking no. of... Ubisoft has still uh, had games to come this year, including Far Cry 6, Rainbow Six Quarantine. They're really doubling down on that name. Uh, that's a bold move, Cotton. Uh, <laughs> Riders Republic, which is like sort of like steep, but mountain biking instead, I guess, is what my takeaway is from that. Remember, okay. steep was the, uh, the, 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 the skiing... Up in the mountain, the trailer, the dude hit, like, the bell in the church tower, and I wanted to play the game because he hit the bell in the church tower, uh, uh, botching a jump. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like that, but with bikes. Uh, the Division Heartland and Roller Champions. I don't even know what the fuck Roller Champions is. And that's what I mean. I feel like they're gonna say something like Roller Champions is a AAA game, and I'm like... That ain't, that ain't it. If I don't know about it, it's probably not a triple. <laughs> it's probably not a AAA <laughs> game. Um, but that's the fiscal year. So if yeah, so like that doesn't mean 2021. I should clarify fiscal year. So it could that's up to end of March, basically March April 2022. Uh, and also speaking of uh, some delays, uh, I believe they delayed one Skull and Bones. Yeah, Skull and Bones, which is the uh, the Arhar pirate game, uh, was pushed to fiscal year 2022, which means fucking all the way up until March, April of 2023. Uh, more Battlefield news cro- uh, cropped up, Mr. Black. 
Uh, they're getting ready as they are apparently going to be showing it in June. Uh, we're going to get our first major look of it in June. So either E3 or Summer of Games. I'm guessing E3 if it's June. Um, but uh, we'll get a first real big look of it in June. So that's coming up quick because sometimes I forget that we're halfway through May. So we're all we're. Yes. Yeah. June will be here before you know it. <laughs> you blink and suddenly it's E3. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, they're going to have, uh, our first viewing in June. Uh, but the, the CEO of EA did come out to, to, uh, to say that it will be a, this is a bit of a contradicting thing, statement for me, uh, a true next gen experience featuring notably epic scale. Okay. Unbelievable player counts is what he's calling these unbelievable. So we already know that Warzone is is over a, like what over 100 was 120 or some shit i can't remember what the the count is for a lot. Warzone. um yeah. i'm guessing 200 my guess 200 to 250 uh there have been games that have done those numbers before um so we'll see but obviously games have gotten far more fucking substantial since then uh and game changing destruction Ooh, which is what Battlefield used to be about. <laughs> so I guess they're bringing that back. Um, the, the reason why I say that I'll believe it when I see it here is that apparently this is going to be uh, a cross-gen title. So last gen and this gen. So if you're telling me this is going to be a true next-gen Battlefield game, but you're also going to have to hamstring it so that it runs in a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One. That ain't it. I don't believe you. I yeah. just I just don't believe the the laws of physics tell me that you're going to have to cripple the fuck out of at least one of those two or not if not both just so that you can sell on last gen's consoles. Yep. Now we talked about this before Mr. Black how we feel like this is their last chance to really nail Battlefield before they're going to be basically fighting an uphill battle that they might not be able to win in the future. Um, trying to make this, this franchise relevant again. Yep. Uh, do you think, obviously they're, they're putting it on old consoles to increase their ability to sell copies right now. Yep. But do you think that in, uh, uh, in this, cause this is how I think of it in a, in an environment now or in a, in a, uh, in a, a gaming market now where titles like a new battlefield one are, are, are long tail games. There are service games. They're around for, you know, two, three years being pumped full of new content, uh, free-to-play shit, etc., etc. Do you think it was wise to make this cross-platform or cross-gen like this? Or do you think they should have just gone all-in on next-gen knowing that the game's going to be around so long that the player base, the possible player base, will be more than large enough with the likes of things like um, with just the sale, the, the number of sales for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X you're going to get in two years, three years, uh, even where they are now, and Game Pass, and things like that nature, the player base that exists, do you think it was worth um, probably hamstringing the game to put it on older consoles? Well, it depends on when they're trying to release this game. Like, if they're trying to release this game, like, next year, um, they probably have to leave it the way it is. I... It's so hard to find a PlayStation right now. Mm. Um, not only that, is you can't assume that every person that um, has a PlayStation or any, a new gen console 
uh, actually wants to play Battlefield. Yeah, the attach rate's so, not 100%. Yeah. You know, this isn't Call of Duty we're talking about here. Yeah. Um, this is Battlefield, right? So yeah. I would imagine that it's a play that they just have to do um, if they want to actually sell their game. Mm. It's unfortunate uh, because it's obviously going to cause some issues, but it's just the way it is. Um, because if you if you have 250 players and and that's your big your big selling point, hey, 250 people in a battlefield cross platform, you got to make sure that you know you can queue up and and get 250 people consistently, yeah. and you're not sitting in queue forever. Because if you're playing the long game where in three years, um, you know, everybody's going to have the next gen console and you have, uh, there'll be more players, but three years or four years from now is a long fucking time in gaming and Battlefield does not have a good track record to stay relevant for a long period of time. If this was like Fortnite, if this was Call of Duty, if this was, uh, you know, I, I, any, any other something game with a that, proven player base that's big enough. Yeah, they just. Yeah. I don't think they can gamble that. So I think ultimately it's probably the right decision for them. Um, but I'm not even interested in Battlefield, so I don't. I don't give a fuck if they say, "Hey, you can blow up every single building in the world." Um, and on top of that, we're we have 500 players. I'm still checked out. I'm I'm done with Battlefield. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be a shit show. So, yeah, I'm wondering how I'm, I'm really wondering how they're going to because player count is what will cripple the old consoles fastest, right? Like in terms of online play, you know, the higher the player count, the more likely the more the more technically limited uh, the game is going to be, uh, you know, obviously the graphics are going to be completely fucking destroyed on the old yep. gen consoles for multiplayer specifically, which is already a thing that's happened for years where the single player has the ability, obviously, for, or for obvious reasons to run it at better resolutions or with better textures and more shadows and stuff. And then when you go online, all of a sudden everything looks flat and fucking dead. Uh, it's to make up for the player count and, uh, and all of the performance hits that come along with that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You know, every time somebody mentions epic, uh, epic player counts and stuff like this, I think about the, the one and only game I ever played where that player count felt or a player count like that felt good and that was a game called join ops um and there it was join ops and then they had an expansion join ops i can't remember the name of the expansion anyway brian and i played it for a long time uh when we were younger and they had like you know 180 or some shit 200 fucking uh players the maps were huge a lot of vehicles dense jungle and shit and so it it actually allowed for more strategic play where you you weren't necessarily even though there was that many people you weren't running into 40 fucking people at a time right you weren't cresting a hill and all of a sudden there was like 60 people firing nonstop in a single direction the maps were big enough that you had skirmishes pushing points all over the map and being a sniper m meant something you could be in a hill laying down and 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 you might be there for 15 minutes before you see somebody but your play made a difference versus just no you know, quick scoping snipers which is what snipers have become in like every fucking modern game is i'm yeah. going to take this sniper into a into combat where i'm fighting somebody 30 meters away from me um so that's like the that's like the one game i can think of that i've played that that actually did it well and i'm sure that 
that with next-gen stuff and PCs as they are, that you could push something like that with a map size and game modes that could make that work. Um, but is that something that enough people want right now? I still think people are going to cringe if there's no Battle Royale, even though Battlefield has shown that they do not know how to fucking do a Battle Royale. Even though all they have to do is basically take PUBG and let people blow up houses and you're done. Like, they could do that and it would probably be wildly fucking successful just based on that. Um, but, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like... I feel like the majority of Battlefield players, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like the majority have always been on PC anyway. Uh, and I, unless you're talking about something like Bad Company, which were very popular on the consoles, I yep. think that Battlefield has always been majority PC in the first place. PC market has never been in a better place. The average PC hardware has never been in a better place. And personally, I would have said, fuck it. Just put it on PC, put it on next-gen consoles, um, we're not, I mean, because what, what are they aiming to sell here? If they're, if they're in, like, raw copies, if they're not making this free-to-play. Like, their benchmark is probably, like, seven or eight million fucking copies, and they're probably not going to be too upset about it, given the last couple of Battlefield games being dog shit. So, if that's, you know, if that's what they were going for, and then hoping to microtransaction sell the fuck out of it, like everyone else, which would be the smart thing to do, I don't know, I probably would have gone, uh, all in on, on next-gen shit. You know, uh, and yeah, and, and just and just and just ran with it that way. I think we're we're at the point now with these consoles that by the time Battlefield comes out, um, most games are going to be exclusively next gen. By the time this Battlefield game comes out, even if it comes out at the end of this year, we're at that point where the majority of games now, uh, unless they're like heavily delayed third party titles, are all going to be next gen. So uh, I don't know. I, I it's it's probably very scary to make that judgment call internally because you know you need to make money on this because you haven't made money all that well in the last couple of games. They weren't well received. You need a you need a dub. You need a big fucking dub. Yep. And somebody internally had to make the call, do we hedge our bets on this dub and put it on old consoles and possibly fuck ourselves by hamstringing this game going up against whatever Call of Duty's going to have coming up next cuz you know they'll have a return fire button. Oh. Oh, for sure. Rating. Ready to go. Oh yeah, ready to go. Um, so you know that's a scary thing, but we'll wait and see. June, that's when we're gonna see it. I'm excited to see what they've got. I want them to blow me away. I want them to blow my fucking mind. Show me what you got, Battlefield, because you used to be my my favorite, and now I couldn't possibly fucking care less about Battlefield. So you know, bring me back for God's sake. Um, PlayStation's Herman Holst told Wired in an interview that there are. And this this just continues to show their strategy that we've talked about here multiple times now. Uh, they have 25 first-party titles in development currently for uh, PlayStation 5. As, again, first-party, not 25 exclusives, 25 first-party titles in development for the PlayStation 5. Half of those are new IPs. That's That's some major numbers. Yeah. Uh, for both new IPs and first-party titles. So they are very much all in on this. You know, we've got the games. We go, Most of these are likely to be exclusives. We've got the games. Uh, and that's what they're going to run with. That's their, their primary uh, tool to fight off uh, Microsoft's uh, Game Pass. 
Um, now, how many of those are not indie games? Fucking God only knows. You can say something like 25 games and, you know, 18 of them could be indie titles uh, being internally worked on. But all the same, uh, that's substantial. And we'll have to wait uh, and see. Are there any Are there any kind of like old Sony titles that, that uh, you enjoyed that you'd like to see make a, uh, a comeback here? Because they've got a deep fucking stable of first party shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I or most I of your games that you that you're interested in are most of them third party titles at this point. I'm just not really interested in many games, man. Like yeah. I, I only ever really get excited about Resident Evil stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm at the stage where it's just like, if they come out with something that looks interesting, then you know I'll give it a rip. But there, I, I I don't really have any games where I'm like, man, I wish I wish they could do that. The only thing I'm excited for right now is to see what uh, Frost Giant makes with their with their RTS. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that really excites me. Um, outside of that, man, like I'm just not a casual gamer anymore. Yeah. So, I, well, I, I'm I'm assuming most of what you're looking for is because at this point in your old age, you're looking for uh, tight, concise. Eight to twelve hour experience. Experiences. I just want some, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in these uh, expansive multiplayers and this. You know, just this sixty hour. Yeah, I'm just. I'm. That ain't it for me. I'm mm. just. For other people, sure, I get it, but for me, that ain't it. That ain't it. Yeah, Give I'm, me a max twenty hour game, max, and it better be a damn good twenty hour game. I mean, a fucking damn good. Like I'm. I'm kind of like. Between eight and twelve hours is my sweet spot. Yeah, give me that, or give me a solid indie six-hour experience that I can play in one sitting, and I'm in. Yeah, if you're if you're talking a first like a like a or a single-player experience, and you're not talking multiplayer fluff or whatever the fuck else, eight to twelve hours is great yeah. Uh, yeah. for most games. There are exceptions where sixteen to twenty hours. For stuff that's a little bit more, you know, we want to call it RPG-ish, where there's more character development, which is normally what you require the extra time to to get in, um, is good. Uh, but like you said, it if you're hitting 20 hours or north of 20 hours, God forbid, you better be fucking crushing that 20 hours from yep. beginning to end with no dead air. Um and I, I agree with that now. Uh, there was, you know, there were times where, where longer games, not just because of the time when, we, when you're younger, you have more, dis, you have more disposable time to, to just plow into games. But even back then, a lot of the good games were fairly short. You know, they were eight to 12 hours. You know, uh, they weren't too long. Then there were the titles that were longer. And, but I don't know, maybe it, pro- it might be nostalgia, but I feel like the longer games back then, were more substantive, more they had more substance than the long games now. Like if you look at uh, you know games that were in the the twenty to thirty, like let's call it like a Parasite Eve or some shit, for example. One you want that's crazy is when you said, "Is there any games that you're Parasite that, Eve?" One of them. That shit came right like that was the first game that came to my mind. It's like man, I I wouldn't mind a Parasite Eve game. Like I, I'd, f- I'd fucks with a Parasite yeah, Eve game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing what they do I, with that. I wonder who owns the. The license for Parasite Eve. 
I'm not sure, but I swear to God, when you said that, that was the first game that came to my mind. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be down for, uh, I'd be down for that. Um, and then even though nobody else would, would play it, give me a, a remake of Galarian's. <laughs> I'd be down for Galarian's as well. Release me! <laughs> Dude, we watched that fucking intro video like it was a movie. Yep. Over and over and over it again. It was a movie back then, man. That's true. It was. It was. It was that, if then. you've never played Galarians out there, guys, all I right? Have, I, have a, I have a copy. Yeah, I've got a black label copy here myself. I mean, we bought it I was, when we went to Montreal, remember? Bought yeah. it in Montreal. And, and you bought it for what? Like 60 or 70 bucks? $40. Dude, I wonder how much that game's going for right now. Black uh, label. It's in pretty good shape. I wouldn't say it's fucking mint, but it's in pretty good shape. I think the disc is good. It's just the the case, obviously. The, those old plastic cases don't do well over time. Galarians. G L A G A L E R. Oh yeah, E I A N S. I think. There it is. What are we going for? Um, I want to see what the most recent ones have sold for here. I doubt it's gone up that much. Oh, dude, retro, my collection has gone up like 30% in the last year. Hot damn. Yeah. Uh, let's see here's... It's such an obscure game. Like, there's so many people I know that I've mentioned it, and nobody's even fucking heard of it before. Price, uh, condition, why, why isn't it, why? Anyway, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you know here in a sec. Yeah, I'm so I'd, I'd go for a Galarian's. I'd go for a, a Parasite Eve. I'd go for, um... Just use my, my app. Oh, tell me. Man, what else? What else is in that cat? I mean, I'm still waiting for a fucking Legend of Dragoon redo. Give me that. Yeah? Give me, give me Legend of Dragoon. It's still, it's still, it still desperately needs to... That's the game we need. Fuck a Final Fantasy VII remake. Give me Legend of Dragoon. I want, I want that. Or at the very least, give me a uh, a Japanese RPG that utilizes the same combat system because that combat system was fire. Um, that definitely needs to to happen uh, at some point. Uh, Legend of Dragoon prequel. I like how you think, Quillix. The Legend of Dragoon prequel. What yeah, because I mean, there was in the game like Legend of Dragoon, you know, the, the cutscenes and stuff. They go back and they show like the war and stuff that was happening um, beforehand. And, so yeah, uh, Galarian's Galarian's one hundred and twenty bucks. Damn, tripled the value. Let's go. Twenty dollars. Yep, one hundred and twenty dollars. Let's go. Big money. There you Selling go. it now, buying a house. Done. Um. Did they even have a green label for Glarians? Probably not. I don't think so. I think it's all black. Yeah, it's all yeah, black label. It's all black label. Um, yeah, hit Namora with a shovel if he tries to go near Legend of Dragoon. Exactly. Or any, literally, I don't know, a mace. Or uh, a tr- truncheon. Or a car, if you need to. Uh, just keep him away from Legend of Dragoon. Uh, but yeah, definitely Parasite Eve, I think. And I'm pretty sure Parasite Eve would be on the short list. Of if they have the ability to, to to do it, that would be like a game that would happen. Uh, but we will uh, we will see uh, when when uh, when the time comes because the remakes and remasters are all the rage right now. So we'll have to wait and see what what pops up. Uh, next up, Target will stop selling trading cards as, as well as uh, Walmart actually, uh, sports cards, Pokemon cards, etc. In stores, you can buy them online, but in stores being uh, they're halting that. 
Um, as of May 14th, so tomorrow, uh, until until further notice, due to some uh, several events. I mean, we all know how hot the trading card market is right now. It's nuts. It's literally yep. insane. Yep. Um, someone pulled a gun in the parking lot over a dispute over trading cards at a Target not long ago. Uh, and so that added to the, uh, maybe we shouldn't have them here. Uh, also $20,000 worth of cards were stolen, uh, recently from uh, a Walmart or a Target. I can't remember which one, uh, it was. Um, and so with the, the market being as hot as it is and people literally insane, uh, they were like, all right, this is not worth having in stores. We'll sell this shit online, uh, and not have our employees be at risk of somebody getting in a shootout over Pokemon cards. So... Uh, you got until tomorrow if you want to buy them in store at those two locations. Otherwise, you're going to have to probably look for your mom and pop shops uh, selling them. And uh, go have your uh, your open carry shootouts over uh, uh, First Edition Charizard there instead of doing it at Target or a, uh, or a Walmart. Um, E3 has released information on how the virtual will, uh, event will work. So we know exactly how this is going to go down. It will, of course, be available... Uh, in streams on stuff like Twitch and YouTube, but they also have a a more full-service uh, option here. Uh, last, uh, let's see here, they have... Oh, in a press release, the ESA described the online portal and apps, this comes via Eurogamer, by the way, as a key hub for the duration of the show. It's an a- it's a portal, so web portal, so website, but also an app. They're going to have an app for E3. Uh, that serves as a key hub for the duration of the show. It will feature hosted events, virtual booths, online forums, video conferencing, and even profile and avatar creation. The exhibitor booths will have uh, special events along with uh, VOD content and articles and will act as hubs within the portal for key announcements and game information tied to each exhibitor. It gets weirder from here. The uh, the app will also have lounges described as gathering spots for all E3 attendees, along with leaderboards. The leaderboards are apparently gamified show elements that can be collected and displayed, encouraging fans to interact in as many ways as possible. Um, the portal and app will also show E3 live broadcast, complete with interactive overlays featuring viewer polls and tweets. That makes uh, a change from watching thousands of people demand Elden Ring in Twitch chat, apparently, is what the editor here said. So there you go. So that's, they have a, uh, the, the event's going to be hosted by, um, Golden Boy, actually, I believe, uh, is going to be the main, the main MC for the, uh, the show. So, um, there you have it. An app for E3, also on the web portal. Or you can just watch it on YouTube and Twitch like 99% of pretty much everyone else because really, who's going to want to download an app for E3? Not me. That's yikes. Yeah. Uh, you're going you're gonna to want to be giving out all, uh, uh, some, serious, uh, some serious freebies for people to be showing up in app form uh, to, to get that. Because you know when you get that app, they're going to be like, what information are you going to take? All of it. Every single ounce. All the information you can give us so that we can resell it because this, this, this event is not profitable. No, but your information, very, it is. very profitable. Um, and that's it. That's all we got, Mr. Black. That's all we got. It's time to sell out. 
Patreon.com slash lag TV. If you guys want to support the podcast, y'all know where to go. Throw some money at the screen. If you don't have money to throw at the screen, that's okay. Mm. Hit the like button here on YouTube. Go on Spotify and, and iTunes and leave a review. Share the podcast. Leave a comment so that you can help the algorithms. All that stuff. Show up and just watch. It's a great way. Another great way to support the stream is to support the sponsors. We got NordVPN. If you guys don't already have a VPN service, it's 2021. What are you doing with your life? Go pick one up. 70% off when you use the promo code OTT. And you get a bonus month when you get a two-year subscription. Plus, you can use up to six simultaneous devices. And you can use it on your phone, your TV, your smart TV, your computer. Um, really, any device. It uh, NordVPN has got an app basically for everything at this point. So, uh, you know, mask your IP, watch different regions of Netflix, watch uh, region block content. Um, You know, uh, Twitter likes to block a lot of videos these days. You can unlock it all with NordVPN at the click of a button. Super easy to set up. Even my old man can do it. Uh, So go and check them out. They're a big supporter of the podcast. Uh, So when when you're in need for a VPN, think NordVPN and head over to www.nordvpn.com vpn.com slash ott plus we've got elgato Mm. if you guys don't already got a stream deck well you el gotta get one if you don't already have a key light you all gotta get one if you don't already have a green screen maybe you all gotta get one of those if you've got the next gen console and you want to capture it for youtube twitch or just for your own personal you gotta el get a get one of those uh elgato capture cards the 4k (laughs) HDR, 60 frames, and the most affordable uh, capture cards in the market for what you're getting. So if you want to get out there and get a 4K 60 frame HDR, uh, you're hard-pressed to find a better one uh, at a better price. It just doesn't exist. So head on over to Elgato. Check out all their products. They're literally, I feel like they're coming out with new products every month. Mm. And every product that they come out with pretty much has a very useful um, needed it, it, like it's like things that just need. They need to come up with a webcam. That's what they need. They need to, they need to figure out because this Logitech stuff that we got. As much as I like Logitech, uh, this C920 or the C28, uh, uh, 928, it ain't it. You seen what happened with the lighting? It ain't it. You know what they, they need, need, Mr. Black? What's that? They need they need like a um a USB. 3.0, USB C powered camera that is like a middle ground between a DSLR and a webcam. It like if you give a hybrid, like, you give like a uh, even if it was only 1080p 60, but you get like uh, a mid grade DSLR quality with a good with a good lens, like a good sensor on it for low light and shit, and then mm. you sell that bad boy. For you know two hundred and forty nine dollars, mm. that's gonna you're gonna do big numbers. Game people changer. are people are out here spending like four grand on fucking like Sony DSLRs and and seven hundred dollar lenses. Fuck that shit. Give me give me eighty percent of that for two hundred and forty nine dollars ninety nine cents. There you go. Other than that, that's it. Which means it's time for movies and TV. Venom! Let There Be Carnage. Got Mm. the trailer. Dropped. Looks pretty good. Looks like another Venom movie. Uh, But more importantly, Woody Harrelson is Carnage. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which means I'm going to watch the movie. I got to be honest. I, I really, really liked the first Venom a lot. Um, it surprised the hell out of me. It was just a fun time. And I yeah. think this movie is going to be fun as well. I just wasn't a fan of the trailer. I was not a fan of no, it was the comedy. The the I felt it it was flat. The the Venom voice that Tom Hardy does it just seemed weird. Um, the audio was bad in the first movie as well. So yeah. hopefully they fix that because the audio was bad and the visuals were let's just say yeah they were lackluster. Lackluster. Um, yeah, the movie the movie itself was just it it felt. It didn't take itself too serious. It kind of had like that cheesy '90s uh, action, uh, old comic book feel um, to it, which I really, really liked. But yeah, I don't know. I just really wasn't feeling this trailer at all. I so. I, I was kind of lukewarm on it. Um, I got to be honest. I'm uh, like, I love Tom Hardy. The first movie was 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 kind of mediocre for me. Um, I did. I, I I enjoyed like the humor and stuff. Tom did, did you know did a, a good job there. But um, I'm more or less going to watch this movie because uh, Woody Harrelson's in it. That's basically why I'm I'm going to watch this movie, and because it's Carnage. And of all of the two, I've always enjoyed Carnage more than Venom. So uh, growing up, I was a Carnage fanboy. Fuck Venom. So I'm in it. I'm in it for 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 uh, for Woody Harrelson and Carnage. I love I, lo- I love Tom Hardy, but I. I don't know. The more I think about it, the less I like the first movie. I, th- I don't know. Like, I, like the more I, the more I think about the first movie, the visuals were ass. The sound was fucking terrible. Um, it felt like we got the same action sequence four times. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the best thing I can say about it is that Tom Hardy did a good job. Yeah, that he was, did. That was he that did. was like the 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 high point of that was Tom Hardy. So uh, I'll definitely still watch this. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully the audio visual aspect gets a bit of a, a, a bump in the pay grade there. Uh, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, a little bit more variety in, in general, but yeah, I'll, I will watch it all the same, mostly cause I'm a sucker for, for Woody Harrelson. Um, I can't, I can't not watch a Woody Harrelson film, uh, at this point. Um, kind of like Owen Wilson being in the new fucking like Loki. Loki. I couldn't have I, I like if, if he wasn't in it, I wouldn't watch it. But now that he's in it, now I feel like I have to watch it. I feel like I don't have a choice. And if he doesn't say wow at least once, you know he will. Very yeah. disappointed. Yeah. Uh Knives Out, Mr. Black has added two more to the roster. This is starting to feel like uh somebody's building some sort of uh early nineties dream team basketball Olympics uh team. Taking her to the rim. We got uh, Dave Bautista, who's joining the cast, which was kind of a, a surprise for me. I didn't think that I'd be seeing Dave Bautista in a fucking Knives Out movie, but here we are. Uh, and uh, and then uh, Catherine Hahn, who is yeah, they very... Also, they also added... Um, oh, did Edward I miss somebody? Norton. Edward Norton. Wow! So this is, this is quite the cast of characters we got going on right now. Yeah. Um... Knives Out is quickly turning into the uh, let's get a bunch of really popular actors together and make a movie uh, that's basically Clue and do that as often as possible because really this is a this is a franchise that you could basically churn out once every two years three years with new characters and then just keep getting Daniel Craig to have a bad accent and you're done that's it and they've got two more lined up so they're already halfway there Yes. 
They're already halfway there. Um, I still can't get over the fact that he's going to make that much money on the fucking... $100 million. That's so much money! A lot of, it's a lot of dough. How much That's is... How much is Dave Batista making? Not a hundred million. <laughs> <laughs> Probably two. Two to five, somewhere in that neighborhood. He's not getting five. He's yeah. probably getting like he's probably getting one or two million bucks. That's it. I don't see him making. So what's five the million. full cast? Do we know what the full cast is? No, no, they're just gonna keep adding people. Okay. How many just are start- we at right now? We got like four. Uh, so Daniel, Dave, yeah. Catherine, and Ed. Yeah. And that's the show. Yeah, there'll be a bunch more. Yeah. Um, do you have any? Do you have any uh, likes that you'd want to show up in a Knives Out movie? Um, I would. I would fucks with some Leonardo DiCaprio. If mm, he showed up. Mm. It'd be fun. Um, I think Tom Cruise would be a fun little cameo to put in there if he played like a really. Ab- I think he like, needs to be uh, obnoxious as fuck if he's going to be in it though. Yeah. You know, he like kind of almost not not as turnt as, but close to the character he played in fucking Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder, yeah. Like if you if you had a weird character like that, and Tom Cruise came in and just did, you know, had a small cameo. Yeah, yeah I think it'd be, I think it'd be funny. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'd go for. I didn't think about it until now, until I just thought of that question. But I'd, I'd like to see maybe like a um. I don't know. I feel like I want to see obscure actors. I or not obscure, but actors I don't see a lot, or like actors that used to be popular but aren't as popular. I feel like this is like the perfect format for that shit. Like, yeah, you want to have really like you want to have currently popular to bring people in, but then maybe have like some other actors that you know are ha- haven't been in the circuit and like bring them the fuck in. I think that's like hey, I don't know if I can think of anyone, you know, specifically, but that's I think I think what I would like to see some of the cast be. Is like previously popular, but not front runners anymore. Um, that uh, that might be might be cool. Uh, what's her What's her name? Let's let's toss out a random. Um, let's go for. Um, oh my god! Why can I not? Helen Mirren would be a good one for this. Yeah, for, right. the, for yeah. that format. Uh, or. Um, I think uh what's his face there from uh Game of Thrones, um uh, Hand of the King. Um uh, Oh man. Uh what's what's his name, guys? Peter Dinklage. I think Peter. Oh Dinklage my God! Yes, would perfect would be a perfect suit. Holy shit! Like that, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I would also go for. Uh, just just to continue with the uh with the the older female cast, I think Helen Mirren and Meryl Streep should would both be great choices. S- give me Stanley Tucci. I think he's a perfect fucking Knives Out actor. He's got the humor, but he's also really good. I feel like Stanley Tucci's an under an underrated fucking actor in the first place. But like, give me Stanley Tucci in that shit. Brendan Fraser, yes. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Campaign for Brendan Fraser. Knives Out Three. Holy fuck! They would. Uh, Ryan Johnson would win a million internet points for putting Brendan Fraser in Knives Out. Holy fuck! That's it. 
That's there it. That's go. the winner. Shady's got the winner. That's it. I got there no. It there's no higher choice uh, than that. Uh, Nickelodeon, Mr. Black, is bringing back the Legends of the Hidden Temple, but this time, it's for adult contestants. Oh my god. Hitting Stop that millennial madness. demographic. Stop the madness. <laughs> the people that watched it as kids, now wanting to be on it as adults. There you go. There you go. Um, I never, you know what? I never watched Legends of the Hidden Temple more than three times when I was a kid. I've watched I, it. I've watched it a few times. Yeah, I've watched it. I've watched it a few times. Yeah, I, uh, I never, I never get. I was more of an uh oh, on YTV kind of guy. Instead I like that. Oh, yeah. Um, dude, the guy that they got to play the the MC of uh oh was one of the biggest fucking cartoon characters I think I've ever seen in my life. He had the fucking big ass hair. And he had like the the he had the corny game show host vibe down fucking perfectly. What was his name? And that Wink Yahoo or some shit. Yeah, Wink Yahoo. <laughs> Give me an adult. Uh oh, fuck, fuck a Legends of the Hidden Temple. Obviously. Give me a- adult adult. Uh, uh oh, starring Helen or, or Meryl Streep, Helen Mirren, Stanley Tucci, and, and uh, um, Brendan Fraser. There you go. There you go. Me, there it is, Mister Black. Out. That's all. That's all I've got. Unless you've got something else for movies and TV. Not really. Not not too much. I mean, they've started filming um, the prequel for Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon. Amazing. They started filming that. No, other than that, I haven't really heard any other news. Um, um, Dave Batista's movie there with Zack Snyder, the uh, the zombie movie, is coming out here on Netflix. I oh think yes, the, the evil something something. Yeah, House of the Dead or uh, House something. of Evil or the Evil yeah, something, something or I don't know, something. Oh, it's a zombie uh, movie. Zombie movie. Yeah. Um. I just realized I've had gum in my mouth this entire podcast. I'm gonna. Fucking idiot. Hopefully people didn't hear that the whole time. Um, so, the only other thing I guess I'll add is that uh, Em and I just finished a show on Netflix called Vincenzo. It's a, it's a K-drama. I gotta say, really fucking good. Solid mix of, of legit drama. Great, Some great humorous moments in there. Uh, lots of comedy. Great cast of characters. Very uh, entertaining show. So if you're looking for something to pass some time, I think there's like 18, 19 episodes or something like that uh vincenzo uh definitely uh give her a give her a rip if you're into reading some 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 subtitles kayla and i we uh we got through falcon and winter soldier ah so we, we, we binged that and what was and your like, take on that because that that's been a, like a bit of a divisive show on my twitter timeline um i actually liked it more than wandavision um and i was a pretty big fan of wandavision i thought wandavision ended a little lackluster hmm. um but ultimately, it was more of my vibe, although I can appreciate what WandaVision did. I thought it was some of the best writing I've, I've seen in, an, in, a, in a television sitcom slash, uh, I don't even know what you call that. It was just super creative. It was like, it was like experiencing a really, really, really good indie game. Like, mm. you know, you, you play an indie game and you're like, whoa, where did this come from? I was not expecting this. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they didn't stick the, the, the landing as, as well as I would want them to, but ultimately it was still a really fun show was unique, was different, which is good. 
Um, I think Loki's probably going to be the best out of all of them. Mm. Um, but because uh, they got a really good cast and and um, Tom Hiddleston is is awesome. And uh, but Falcon Winter Soldier, it was it was action packed. It was like every single episode just about had you know, and if each episode was almost an hour long, some of them were a little bit more. And I would say it had each episode had at least 20 minutes of action, like just straight up like good action sequences, Marvel action sequences. Um, and yeah, the story was kind of meh. Um, and there were some really fucking cringy moments at, uh, at, at the end, literal last episode where they're just trying to get a point across. Um, I won't spoil anything, but. Um, I was just like cringing a bit. I was like, God, Disney, like, why, why are you, why, why Gotta have those Disney, uh, um, you know, uh, virtue signaling episodes, oh you gotta my get God. Them in. It was, dude, it was, it was a political, a, 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 uh, was it as bad as the, the last half hour of the second wonder woman movie, uh, in that regard? It was. It was just as bad, I think. Uh, um, and it was, it, thank God it was only like, like a part of the episode, but you could see they started planting these seeds yeah. towards like the last few episodes. And I'm like, oh my God, I see where this is going. I, I see, I see this agenda. I see, I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to spoil it for yeah, anybody. Yeah, yeah. Game, but like, I can see where this is going. And lo and behold, they, they went there and they didn't only go there. There was like full blown speeches and like just like stuff where I was like, oh my God, this is cringe. Um, but outside of that, outside of that, it was a good experience. Like mm. I would give it like an eight and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, for a TV, like it's you watch on Disney Plus, and it was yeah, yeah. it was only six episodes. It was paced well. Um, I never watched an episode and felt bored where I was like, oh, it was, it was, it was good. It was it was a good show. So. We enjoyed that. Um, I don't know what we're gonna watch next, because uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we might, it's like we don't we know. Watch this uh, Jupiter. There's like uh, Jupiter Legacy or Jupiter. And watched the first episode and a bit of that, and I checked out of it in the first 15 minutes. Um, I, it might be a, a show that you need to get like four episodes, five episodes in, or some shit before it starts to like, you know, yeah. click or whatever. But um. I don't know. I'm kind of a I'm kind of an asshole. Uh, we all know this, but like I I saw the the cover for it, and then I watched uh, just the the outfits and shit, and I was already done. It just looked it just looked like somebody went to Goodwill and slapped together fucking superhero suits and shit, uh, and I already didn't care. And then when we watched it, and we got like a half hour in, and I was like, Yeah, I mean, a lot of no. these superhero when it when you're doing origin stuff, they usually do start off with these costumes that look shitty because they're kind of making them themselves or like yeah, whatever yeah. right until they you know oh it's a, dude, it's a it was a it's a hurting, yeah. hurting yeah, situation I I've, I've been hearing i've been hearing mixed things about it i don't know what we're gonna watch but yeah um that's it that's beautiful that's it. which means it's time for tech support patreon.com slash like tv for ten dollars or more a month you can get a couple of perks one of which is being able to ask us questions on a post i put up before the podcast each week called tech support where we answer as many of these questions as we can in the time that we have and being that we're only an hour in and this is our 200th episode we'll try and answer as many of these bad boys as possible today 200 episodes by the way mr black we're old 200 wow fuck 
It's a lot of- and we- it doesn't sound like a, a lot until you realize it's weeks. And then- and then all of a sudden that becomes much more... Impressive. Yeah, we've been doing this probably, what, for three years? More? Four years? This is going on four. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going on four. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Dan Jim asks, have you ever been to any famous celebrities while going to an event that wasn't for their own show, but instead were just, like, amongst the crowd? Hmm... I've never gone to any kind of events where that would even be a thing that was happening, really. Um, yeah. I, I... Yeah, I, no major, no major, major celebrities. Like, I I bumped into Sean Paul. <laughs> Sean Paul at a Cascada concert. Fuck. Uh, but, um... <laughs> uh, How short is Sean Paul? He's really short, actually. He was really short. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of, uh, I can't think of a celebrity that I bumped into. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm sure would... there's been a few. I've seen a ton of celebrities at UFC, yeah. UFC events, like a lot. I've seen Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I saw, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone, Wiz Khalifa. Did you catch The Undertaker at any of them? He'd no, be hard to miss. Yeah, I didn't see Undertaker. Um, who else did I see at a, at a UFC event? A lot of a lot of sports players, like football players. Yeah, they got a lot of those yeah. guys. Um, probably some people you don't even know are celebrities because they're like sports people that you just don't even realize, or like recognize the. Yeah, the I obviously seen a ton of UFC fighters. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, outside of that, yeah, I don't know. Um. Xenon Slayer says, "Is there any are there any book series that you've ever wanted to pick up but never have?" No, no. I got out of reading after university. I did so much of it, I hated it. After I used to read a lot before university, and then university crushed my soul uh, for reading, and then I just stopped, and my vocabulary died, and now I'm an idiot. Uh, but the the there are some series I and I own them, and I I just haven't read them. I physically bought the books; they're there. Um, like, for example, I bought, I think, the first part of Wheel of Time. I also bought, um, the Mistborn series. I have the entire Mistborn series that I read, like, a quarter to a half of the first book. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a, there, there are, there are certainly a couple. I, I would have liked to have finished reading all of the Lord of the Rings. I only read, like, the first book when I was younger. I never I never went through and read all of the Lord of the Rings. Um, but, yeah, not, not, a, not a long, not a long list. I read a fair, like, I, I read a fair amount when I was younger, but, yeah, after university, fuck me. I'd, I, it literally, I, I thought maybe after a few years being at a university, it would come back and I'd be like, yeah, I want to get into reading again. Never ah. happened. Ain't it. Never happened. I'm sure it will happen in the future at some point. I bought a Kindle. Didn't help. <laughs> I was like, maybe I just need like a new format or whatever. I read what I read on my read on my Kindle. Um the first two um Rama books by Arthur C. Clarke. And then that was like the fucking show. Um 
Jorbach asks, how, was there a time where you tried to do something kind for somebody, but they took it all the wrong way? Uh, has someone tried uh, to be kind, or has someone, and, and conversely, has someone trying to be kind, kind pissed you off? It's like, so you took it the wrong way. So have you ever tried to do something for somebody and they took it the wrong way, and then in the other, in the reverse, has, have you ever taken it the wrong way when somebody tried to do something nice for you? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Can't really um, think of. I know it's uh, kind of a cop out answer, but I I just legitimately can't think of a time where there have been there have been when I was younger. So even junior high is when it first started happening because that's around the age where like social stuff starts to really become a thing. Um, I was like the guy that everyone would go to with their shit. I was like the uh, the Doctor Phil of the fucking like uh, the school it was like when i was i i had zero fucking game like no girls paid attention to me until probably jesus almost into high school if not through halfway through high school and but i was dr phil so like i was fucking dr phil for all of these girls going through their shit i was that cuck i was that guy um and guys, too, like a lot of people could just come to me with their shit. And the thing that would happen there would be that, oh, it's one of my pet peeves is when somebody comes to me and they ask, they, they ask for, for my advice, and then I give my advice, and then they, they, they don't take it, but then they come back and they complain about stuff again, and I give them the same advice again. And then they go and they don't do it again, they come back. And they, after a while, I'm like, look, if you're going to come to me and ask me for advice, and you're not going to do it three fucking times and still complain about it, I don't want to hear about your problems anymore. I just don't, I don't have the time for that shit. You know, if you go and you take my advice and it, and it doesn't work, you come back and be like, all right, that's my bad. <laughs> but don't, don't, don't go like, don't come to me asking for very specific advice and then not act on that advice and then come back with the same problem four or five times. Uh, that happened a lot, um, for sure. And then for me, uh, taking it the wrong way, I don't think so. I'm usually, if somebody's going to offer me help and I'm going to accept it, it's because I know I need the help. So I don't, I don't, I don't ever get defensive about it. Be like, how dare you assume that I need your help? Like, I'm, fuck nah. you. <laughs> fuck yourself. How dare you be a friend? Yeah, no, I don't think that's ever. I yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I'm sure there has been times where, especially in my younger, my younger years, where the, you know people probably told me like, "Jeff, you need to get your shit together." Mm. Um, most certainly, like, I don't even want to say my my parents, but um, I don't know. It's been so long, but I'm sure that there has been times where people were just like, "Bro, what are you doing?" Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually, you know, if I got defensive, it was usually more of, um, I don't want to hear it. You know, like I know, but I don't need you to fucking tell me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like, I know they're, they mean well, but at the same time, like it's more of an insecurity of mine where I just don't want to accept, you know, reality. And people are trying to tell me like, hey, bro, this ain't it. Um, That's probably like the closest thing I could think of. But uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever given somebody advice or tried to help somebody or give them something or help their situation out. And then they took it the wrong way. I don't think. I don't mm. think so. Or they haven't been vocal to me about it. I feel like the, in order for that to happen, you need to be putting yourself in a position where you're giving advice unsolicited more than you should. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, sometimes life calls for you to be that person for, for a friend where you, you where they're not asking, but nobody else is, is, is checking them. And so you have to kind of make the decision if you're going to stick your neck out and be, and be the friend that, that isn't the yes man. Like we talked about this the other week. Um, but unless you're doing that all the time, which means that you're doing it sometimes when you shouldn't be doing it, then the odds of you getting people like fucking retracting on that is kind of unlikely. Uh, Mark Furry asks, just saw an automated trading card card sorter that holds 1,700 cards and it sorts and catalogs them. That's fucking wild. What task do you have uh, that you'd like to have a robot or technology do for you? We kind of talked about this last week, but that's a unique thing. I didn't, like, that's fucking super useful. Holy shit. Can you well, imagine? I, I, could, I could have this robot, you know. Just sort your games? Alphabetically sort all of my games back here. That'd be a great little thing. That I'd would be that. spectacular. I would, pay, I would pay for some for for that service. Yes, I would pay. You could probably pay a person to do that. Really, if you, I probably, I probably could. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. Uh... <laughs> um. If there was a way to to. Uh, with artificial intelligence, they just do this based on what I'm working on right now, like reviews. The hardest part about doing video reviews is figuring out how much video footage you need to capture of the game to service the video review. So, because a video review is anywhere from 5 to 25 minutes long. Most of them hover between 10 and 15 minutes. So you don't need hours and hours and hours of footage. But the problem is, if you're not recording at the time, the odds of you missing something that would be fitting to have in the review goes up and up and up. And so it's a constant struggle to decide how much footage to record and how much footage to skip over in order to suit your, your review. So for me, if artificial intelligence could get to a point where I could, uh, where I could record the entire review or record the entire game and then write the review and then have the, the AI contextually pull footage that matches my review uh, based on words you know, the, and, and whatnot, kind of like they do with like um, querying for images on Google right now, that would be incredibly useful. Because then you're not scrubbing, you know, like Mark doesn't have to like, I don't have to uh, struggle to know what to record and whatnot. And then Mark doesn't have to scrub video. You know, like right now our system is, I know that I'm only going to usually want footage in the first half to three quarters of the game to avoid spoilers, major spoilers. And I know that I want more or less the first hour of the game because a lot of the stuff that is used in the review happens in the first hour of the game. And then I break it out into folders that I give names that are literally descriptors of what happens in that footage. And that's as, that's as con, that's like as, as concise or, or as, specific as I can get, but then Mark still has to scrub through all this video to find shit to match up with the review. So that would be, that would be, I think, fucking incredible if we could, uh, if we do that. Yeah, Mark pointing at Final Fantasy VII Remake Review, 36 minute long video. Uh, lots of footage for that one. So yeah, sometimes that would be incredibly, uh, useful to, to have something, a feature like that. Chico said, just want to say hello. Hi, Chico. Hey. Hey, Chico. Bless you for being around as long as you have on Patreon, brother. We appreciate it. Um, also, Zenmady saying, hey, guys, no question. Just want to say congrats and thank you for the 200. Hey, thank you, boss. Appreciate that. You. A great deal. 
Um... Ha! <laughs> Man, I'm hungry, said, and now for a very important question. Jeff, how were these last four years? I'm guessing the podcast specifically for more or less. And uh, what about you, Adam? How were you the last four years? Uh, In the length of time this podcast has been running. It's, it's, it's... I blinked I mean, and four years happened. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously I've become a dad and, um, you know, life has changed a lot, but time's just going by so fast. Like the, the four years felt like two um, and then obviously this last couple of years has just been a shit show because of COVID. So, um, I mean, overall can't really complain. I have got a family and more can you ask for? So, yeah, I, like the, all I know about the last four years is that I blinked and, and they were gone. Like, uh, I don't, if you told me that we started this podcast two years ago, that would probably feel more accurate to me than four years ago yeah um super quick and i have a feeling that 2020 has a very large role in why that's the case because 2020 for me feels like it didn't even happen like uh, that that year is the year that didn't exist it just it 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 was uh and we we still kind of that's where we are right now 2021 is still feeling like that like if this continues to go this route like it's going to be like 2020 2021 is like you know, I don't even think it's going to feel semi-normal again until like probably holiday season when we can actually be with our families for the holidays, knock on wood, and everything is, you know, everything is kind of semi-normal again. It, everything's, yeah, it's, everything's fucked. It's fucking Still. wild, bro. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I would say that was, that's, you know, uh, I mean, lots of, uh, of, you know, if a lot of shit happens in four years, life-wise, some good, some bad, net positive for sure. Um, and, uh, but, but definitely highlighted by the fact that it felt like it disappeared real quick. Um, went real, real fast. Uh, for reference, the date of technical alpha episode one on YouTube is March 18th of 2017. So we are officially past the four year post. Wow. Um, Danish devil. Congrats on the 200 boys. How was the. Uh, how has the podcast as a new venture turned out at this point in its life compared to what you guys were hoping for? Also, for shits and giggles, hit me up with the sound of 200 episodes. Mr. Maximus Black, hit me up with the sound of 200 episodes. Holy shit balls! <laughs> 200. So, I would say, I would say as a, as a venture, the podcast the podcast has been, I would call the podcast successful, but not nearly as successful as I think either of us probably envisioned when we started the podcast. A lot of that is because we were two years too late to start the podcast with the, the and we've talked about this several times on the podcast, um, of course, with Lag TV. Um, if we had caught the, the more of the tail end of the Lag TV wave, then the podcast would have likely been substantially larger than it is now, not just because more people from Like TV would have watched, but because that viewership on YouTube would have allowed us to have a better chance at getting exposure outside of our own little nest um, as it is. So, uh, because really the vast majority, uh, like 98% of the new, any new viewers that we have come from Jeff's stream during the host, because he streams on Thursdays, and then he hosts 
uh, he hosts over, everyone that's on my stream watches the podcast, because there's only fucking, um, about a thousand people that, uh, unique people that move through my stream at this point, uh, and so they're all, they all either listen to the podcast or watch it live, um, some weeks on, some weeks off, and a lot of them are crossover between Jeff and I, they're viewers of both of us. Like, ask me the last time, seriously, ask me the last time somebody came in and hit the sub button as a new subscriber or a follow button as a new follower that wasn't a mutual of Jeff and I or somebody that used to watch Jeff and I on YouTube and said, holy shit, lockdown happened, I'm new to Twitch, didn't think you guys were streaming, used to watch Lag TV in like 2011. The answer is, it's been like two years. Like, almost zero. Like, uh, maybe... Maybe of all my new followers, maybe 10% are actually legitimately, they've never seen my shit before, they don't know anything about lag TV, they don't know Jeff, or, or another uh, person that we've worked with in the past in the StarCraft community, it's like, never fucking happens. So, um, so, you know, that would have been, if we had started the podcast two years earlier, probably the ideal situation, when we first fielded the idea of the podcast and then didn't go ahead with it. Um, otherwise, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think, I think the podcast has been a success. You know, there aren't a lot of, po like, there's so many podcasts. I mean, podcasts are a super saturated market. And the chance, the, the fact that we even had the, the listenership and viewership that we have with a podcast, uh, at all is a miracle. Um, there are loads of podcasts that, that don't get anywhere near as many, uh, listeners as we do. Um, and, uh, and so we were, we were very lucky in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, I would say um, I, I, I'm right where Adam is. I mean, if we would have started sooner, uh, we would have given ourselves a much better chance. I mean, it wouldn't have been guaranteed. Not guaranteed, I think, no. I think uh, we would have had a much better shot. I think our core today would probably be two or three times bigger. Yeah. Um, assuming the podcast didn't really, you know, blow up or anything, which I'd, no. I, I, I think... Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. I don't think it would have blown up, but I think our no. our growth rate would have been better than it is now. Yeah, yeah, I um, yeah, no, I obviously, if you go for four years and you know you guys are still supporting it financially, it's doing enough so that we show up and don't feel like you know uh, we're 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 wasting our time. Yeah, um, that's a good feeling. Um, to know that you guys support it, and that's why we show up just about every single week. I mean, maybe three times a year we take a we take a Thursday off for personal reasons, but outside of that, we're committed, right? Like we've been doing this every single week, and you know, yeah, I could I could stream my own stream and probably do better financially than showing probably. up on the podcast, but um, it's not about that. It's this podcast is is fan service. It's, it's, it's also, uh, Adam and I were boys and, you know, if we didn't do this together, we probably wouldn't see each other as much, especially and right now. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> because of, because of Corona and, and stuff. But I mean, yeah. even outside of that, like, you know, our careers are fairly separate, um, since the end of, of, of the Starcraft sort of saga. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just hanging out with my boy and shooting the shit, um, is, is worth it for me. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, we still, we still look to, it has to be profitable to some degree, you know, yeah. um, cause I can go hang out with Adam on our free time and, and I don't need to put on a show. No. I don't need to 
do a podcast to do that. But we're grateful that so many of you guys show up and have been supporting for four years. Um, even after, you know, six or seven years of, of lag TV stuff on YouTube, um, that we're still going over a decade, like, you know, going on 11 years. So, you know, uh, in that, in that sense, it's a success. And, and, um, the fact that we're still doing it is, is a success in itself. And I don't plan to stop. Um, I enjoy, I enjoy this. Um, yeah, sometimes I'm a little run down and, and sometimes I'm a little, uh, you know, life and stuff, but. Uh, at the core, um, it's it's what I look forward to on a on a Thursday. And honestly, it's a nice break from my constant go go go. Like Thursdays, my wife knows I have the podcast. I know I have the podcast. I get off the podcast at six o'clock at night, and then I relax and I see my family. And it's sort of my evening to I don't I'm not I don't have it to make an excuse to stream my own stream for long hours. It's just it's good. It's good for me. So, um, yeah, it's successful. Would I have liked to have seen it, uh, be bigger? Absolutely. I mean, I'd be a liar if I didn't say, yeah, I wish more people would come, but I get to host the stream over and more people are tuning in, um, you know, every, every week. Uh, so, and people on my stream are, you know, get excited on Thursdays. They know it's podcast day. Um, so can't really complain. I think there are things that we could have done and there's things that we could do now to give ourselves a better chance. I think we've got our hands tied because I don't think gaming news in general is is um it is big enough for us to really grow um at, at our current medium the way we do it because gaming news you know if we're talking about something that happened 3 days ago that's old news, you know. Um in order, I think, for something gaming related to really pop off, you have to be on top of it. You, 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 you know, you got to have a Twitter feed that is putting out the news as it's happening, getting those those impressions, uh, making those quick videos, getting that stuff out. But we're not. That's not what we do. So you know, we're in a we're in an industry where people want to know. Like people, most of the news that people hear that we give, they already know. They've already they've already heard it, um, and then the ones that haven't heard it genuinely genuinely don't really care all that much. They're they're not. It's like oh, I've heard it. Okay, fine, but they're not like chomping at the bit to get the news because they they've already. It's they've more already, about it's more about the opinion behind the news than anything. Exactly. And, exactly. And but once again, you need to get the opinion out like right away. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll, wise like that's just the way the nature of the beast is you know yeah, yeah. yeah if if we did the the gimmicky things with the thumbnails and the proper tags and the fucking uh the the getting it up right away and the reactions to certain things and we played that game then yeah we would grow we really would uh because we got the personalities to do it but that's another job like that's that is that takes an enormous yeah, amount of fucking time. That's another job, man, and it's not that's not what we're we're at in our careers. We're not um, you know, this isn't 2012. Um, we're not hungry uh the way we used to be. Um and our hunger Well, we also uh, we also have other jobs that are more profitable than than that that's that it. if you were to leave it you would lose too much on one end to, on to one end. for the chance of something maybe correct growing correct. on the other so it's a it's a correct. too high of a gamble at that point yeah. if there ever came a time where there was a a, a way to to uh, 
fluently get that stuff going, then maybe that's the thing. My my idea, and I haven't even run this past Jeff, but it's episode 200, so we're just fucking on the fly anyway, is that is that the podcast might, uh, this podcast specifically might turn into more of whatever Jeff and I sit down, we want to talk about other shit, anything at all, really. And then, um, and then, but, but name it something else. It'll still be released on the same RSS feeds that we have, but call it something else. Technical beta. Technical beta. Technical beta. Uh, and have a, and have a second and, and do like stuff that is more specific to both Jeff and I's taste. Cause right now when we first started, or when we first started this, we had three of us there were enough opinions about all the stuff we talked about that news was a sensible thing to do. But then when it was just Jeff and I, uh, Jeff isn't, isn't as deep into games and I'm not as deep into movies. And so we're in this weird fucking like no man's land of, um, of basically just regurgitating news with only occasional opinions. Uh, because, um, because it's hard to have an opinion when you're not into whatever it is that you're talking about. So yeah. a, a technical yeah. beta in the future might be a thing. And then I might, I might take technical alpha and attach it to critical hit as a thing where I get daily news out for gaming that's specific and crank that shit out and then funnel people if I can into technical beta, because if I'm putting sh- shit up on YouTube and I'm doing the tag stuff and I'm doing reactions to news immediately, like Jeff is saying, and which is easy for one person to do, harder yeah, to get for, two people together. Yeah, it's just not. It, it's just we we we're we're not. <laughs> we don't live together, and you we're not. You can't do that not. shit. That's yeah. why anyone you see doing that is a single person, right? Yeah. You can turn. You can take a fucking phone yeah. and just like record your rea- and just slam that button, and you're fucking yeah. off to the races. Yeah, that's a one man show, right? So, yeah. and, and it's something I'm not interested in. Yeah, you know, exactly. Even, even, literally, even if somebody told me like, "Hey, Jeff, like." You know, you're you're gonna triple your revenue for the podcast, but all you need to do is is dedicate ten hours or fifteen hours a week to this news. I just I just be like, nah, <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah, that ain't it. I'm just not. If this was like a UFC podcast or you know something that I'm like I'm on top of and I'm like passion like super passionate about, um, then it's different. But mm. you know, it would feel like a chore. Like Adam is all about the reviews and the games and the news. He, he like he likes that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't mind that stuff. I, I it's not like I hate it, uh, but it's not something that I'm on top of. Like when Adam comes with the news, I don't. Adam's Adam's the guy that does all of the groundwork for the shit. Like I literally show up, I host and show up, and then that's the show. Adam takes care of everything. So you know when he comes up with the with the titles or the topics, I'm learning the news as he's saying it because I don't follow. <laughs> I don't follow like there's the odd thing I'll see on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did see that. But it's you 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 guys are I'm I'm literally reacting to the news because I haven't heard ninety percent of it. Because I just don't follow it. I just don't have time. You know, and I don't want to make time. So So there there's a preview of what could be to come is is and I, I don't know if I want to actually call it technical beta, but you never know. Maybe open beta or some shit. Uh we'll come up with something. Uh, but it would have to be separate, and it would be a different thing, and we'd come up with a new form. I mean, the format would just be Jeff and I talking, but whatever the fuck. Um, and then, not whatever that podcast would be would be generalist. Because- I mean, the reality the reality is is the vast majority of the people that are watching on YouTube, uh, iTunes, wherever wherever here, yeah, they 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 showed up to watch us talk about whatever. Exactly, they didn't show, they didn't show up 
to hear what we thought about Bobby Kotick. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless we're making some dick or poop jokes in the process. Like, that's ultimately what made us successful in the first place yeah. is literally throwing on a StarCraft match and whatever the fuck we talked about, it, it didn't matter yeah, as yeah. long as we just shot the shit, right? Um, and so, you know, I don't think, I think, I don't think the viewership changes at all. No, no. No matter, no matter what we talk about. We, people, if you ask, we did a poll, people probably enjoy this segment yes. more than any of the other podcasts. They probably skip yeah. the first half and go right into movie slash tech support. Yeah. That's probably a, a chunk of people. Not everybody, but a chunk of people. Yeah, yeah. So that, so that yeah, there you go. There's a preview of what is likely to come uh in the uh in the in the in the future but uh but there you go that was a long a long-winded roundabout but we got there we got there um <laughs> logan says pretty hardcore uh i'm on top of a glacier right now for work congrats on the uh on the internet access on top of a glacier uh That's by impressive. the way uh what is one extreme adventure either of you would like to do um, I mean, I would like to skydive at some point because I'm kind of afraid of heights. Um, and also I think it would be really, really exhilarating, mm. but I'm also super, super like, I, I would have to go, I would have to go with a group of friends. You, um, you would need, I, you would need the peer pressure to get out the plane. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly. Like they would, I'd go there and I'd be shitting my pants the whole time, but I, I know that once I was in the sky and I was looking down, I would just jump. I would just say, listen, you've done it. Let's just go. It would be hard to get me in the plane. So, but as soon as we took off, I'd be like, okay, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. And, I, and I'm not the type of guy that would stand there on the edge. I'd, be, I'd probably want to go first and just go. I just want to get it done. Go. Yeah. I ain't trying to stand there and be like, okay, just give me a second, guys. I'll do it. I'm, I'll be the guy that's just going, fuck it. Let's go. But I, I would like to do that some, like one day. One day. Skydive. Um. I'd like to, I'd like to like, uh, to visit like an active volcano, I think would be kind of fun. Like peer over the fucking, you know, look at like, see, see all that shit would be kind of, would be kind of neat. Um, you know, have the bottom of your shoes melt a little bit on the way back down. Mm. Um, I think that'd be kind of, would be, would be kind of cool. Uh, I'm definitely not jumping into any planes anytime soon. I can tell you that yeah. much. Um, for no other reason than like. I feel like I feel like with certain extreme activities, your fate is still in your own hands. I feel like jumping out of a plane, your fate is basically uh, up to did they pack the chute correctly? Yeah. <laughs> Which I would, I would have a hard time. <laughs> well, I mean, you get a fifty-fifty shot, right? Yeah, the- yeah, yeah. Either it works or it doesn't. That's uh, it. If it doesn't work, well. Uh, usually if it doesn't work, then you, you, there's like an emergency backup where you can manually, you know, yeah. put it out or somebody in the air can grab you and then you can go down and hopefully their shoot worked. But yeah. <laughs> um, time tricks. Congrats on the 200. Any thoughts or plans on what you're going to do when things are fully reopened that you can't do right now? Vacation, in-person shopping, going to the movies, etc. Vegas. Oh, that's your, that's your Vegas, man. That will be the first, the first thing I do when I feel 
uh, comfortable enough that mm. we've all got our vaccines and, and, you know, the world isn't as on fire. Would love to do that. Um, as soon as we can, Em and I are going back home to the Philippines, of course, to visit her family and, uh, and spend some time traveling around there. Lots of island hopping and, uh, and resort stuff there. Uh, of course, being uh, uh, a citizen there, she's got all the all the the inside tidbits, all the places we can go for pretty cheap that are that are pretty ballin' uh, little places and uh, islands that only a handful of people would you know show up to and and stuff like that. So that will be fun. Um, the heat's gonna suck some serious dick, but uh, every, everything else will be fun. Uh, so that's one of them. Um, I just want to go and eat sushi in the restaurant again, bro. I yeah. want I want to sit down and have my tempura not be soggy. Mm. And just... I did that I did that like 3 or 4 months ago when like we had it was like maybe it was like 3 months ago, 2 or 3 months ago. When, we had, when like, there was no like, cases. No cases. There was like literally no cases and uh I said fuck this man, I'm going I'm going to the restaurant and eating sushi and I I did that. <sighs> fuck. Yeah. Was it what, did you did you go to No, I went to uh, or somewhere else. No, I went to um, uh, a place in Bears Lake. There, it's like a new, new all-you-can-eat a restaurant that opened up there. Oh yeah, Mizu, Misa or something. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I went there. It was good. It was good, and it just felt nice, to, like sit down and just like be served mm. and food and sit and like watch movies or watch uh, YouTube videos on my phone and just kind of zone out. It was nice. Yeah, so that's definitely up there. Is restaurant obviously restaurant eating for sure. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, um, I want to go out with my family. I mm. want to. I, I like my son is two years and what going on four months. He's basically lived in the house, lived in the house or the playground or outside in the yard in the street or whatever. I haven't taken my family out to dinner. I haven't gone to Toys R Us with Kai. I haven't, I, I don't, I've, I, I, I legitimately, the only times I've ever left the house as a family in the car and went somewhere was like, uh, when we visited family, like, uh, during a holiday or, uh, we went out for, you know, a walk at the park one day and, you know, outside of that, I, you know, I haven't done any of it. I, I, I just want to get some experiences in before my son's like fucking ten. Yeah, 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 it's true. Like it's 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 weird. It's weird as fuck. Like I did not envision this uh, as a dad, where I'm like, you know, what the fuck? I, you <laughs> know, we went we went we went to uh oh that's the the biggest thing that we've done as a family is we went to the wave pool like and that was before coronavirus. So my Holy son was fuck. like, oh yeah, he was like, like, like one. Yeah, he was a baby. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. He wasn't even one yet. I don't even think he was like maybe ten months. We went to the wave pool and floated around. That was it. Fuck. Yeah, and just seeing family in general, really. Yeah. Uh, hug my grandmother because I haven't got a chance to do that in a hot minute. Um, you know, see my aunt and uncle and you know my cousins down. You know, whatever. Any of the, as much family stuff as possible because we haven't we haven't been able to hang out or see each other really for uh, for a long time. So. All that kind of stuff, for sure. All on the short list. Going to a theater, I don't give a fuck. I mean, yeah, I'll go to a theater and, and see my big bombastic movies again when they come out, but it's not like I'm sitting here literally dying to go to a theater. I'm not either. Like, And I thought I thought I would be. I'm like a huge moviegoer. I'm like the guy that like would go every week by myself, you know? 
Yeah. Um, but uh, now that I've just been watching movies at home and I've I've just you know the movie theater experience in general is usually pretty shitty. Um, just from the people around and stuff like. Um, I will definitely still go and, and see, I'm sure when everything opens again, I get back into the mood, I'll probably enjoy it again, but I've realized I don't really need to go to the movie theater. I can watch movies at home and, and enjoy them just as much, if not more, um, just because I'm not dealing with Joe Blow that's kicking my chair or talking, um, and I'm mm. also not spending a small fortune, um, at the movie theater. Yeah. That's one thing, that is one thing that I can say that Rona helped. I spend far less money on virtually everything. Yeah. Um, we spend a little bit more in groceries because we do, we do like the ordering thing and then we just go pick it up through the drive through and yeah. we don't go, go in the grocery theater or the, the grocery theater, the, the, uh, the grocery store. Yeah. So like we order it on our phone and then we drive up to the drive through, you call it in and they have, they, they just put it in your trunk and you leave. Hmm. So we've been doing that, uh, for a year and a half. Or my mom would go to Costco and grab stuff for us um, and then, you know, drop it off at the door. Um, so I'll be looking forward to uh, going into places and, and just being normal. But yeah. the good thing is I saved so much money because I used to eat so much more takeout. And I used to go to the movie theater like I'd spend two, I'd say at least $200 a month in the movie theater. Is, was my budget. I pretty much spent 200 bucks. And then like sushi, like I'd eat sushi once or twice a week. Like now, you know, we don't eat out as much. So we're saving money. That's true. There's a, like a lot of money three, being saved. Three or 400 bucks a month just in like miscellaneous spending. Oh yeah. You, you go out, right? You go to you go to Tim Hortons, you go grab this. Like now I just don't really go out. Like so nothing. It, and that's, and that's a habit I'm going to try and keep a little bit is you know don't constantly be going out uh because man when you start to see how much money you save a lot it's a lot of money you just don't think about that shit right yeah uh volkus asks uh lag tv memory lane question what uh what's a funny or memorable moment that caused adam to leave the room during a cast or a live stream congrats on the 200 man i mean i did that i did that same i have my joke and this is one of them. I only have three jokes and, and leaving the room is all four of them. Um, you know, that, that was like my go-to fucking meme back in the day was if something particularly stupid happened or whatever the fuck, you know, Jeff was screaming like a girl and I left the room. That was basically what we did. Um, and it worked. Everyone thought it was hilarious. I don't know why, but everyone thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> everyone thought it was hilarious. So, I mean... Yeah, my my I still do the walkout meme. Like it's, I still do that now. Like on my stream, it still happens. Um, but like as far as the StarCraft shit goes, I don't even know if I can think of like a specific one off the top of my head. To be honest with you, the problem is I think the people that watch their shit remember more shit than we do. Um, yeah, I mean my my stuff was like you know, honey anus and uh, yeah, the epic music you know, shit, epic and... music and the you know the 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 noises the fucking up the names you know that that was my thing yeah and then like on my stream like the chain mail and the uh, the the auto-tune singing and stuff gimmicks yeah you know that's one good thing about the dmca shit on on twitch is like i i got to stop doing those things (laughs) and i was so over them like i had done them so much i know that people loved it like you know i i just yeah you know i would do them now 
Um, I'd have to delete the VOD, but you know, yeah. it'd have to be something special where I just pull it out and say, fuck it. I'm going to do all this stuff and I'll just delete the VOD. Although there's still tons of people that just play music on Twitch and nothing happens, but it's, I, it's like, why I take the still, risk? Yeah. It's just like, it's not even worth it. Right. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I could remember like a really specific one. I can think of, I, I think in my mind, I think I can, I can remember the first time I ever did the walkout thing. And it was before we even, we were on camera. Uh, it was when Jeff was still at his original apartment, and it was either uh, a recording for When Cheese Fails or something like that very early on, and um, Jeff's doors were re really easy to slam in that apartment. So um, the only way you could tell I walked out, basically, was something stupid would happen, whatever this was, something stupid happened. I remember very, I don't remember, I wish I remember the cast, but I remember that, uh, I remember that we had just eaten the fucking, from the deli that was down the road from your apartment. We had eaten sandwiches. We stopped in there, got sandwiches or whatever the fuck. Good deli. Good deli. Yeah, it was, solid a, deli. it was a solid deli. So we had the sandwiches or whatever. So I can still remember that. And then, but whatever cast it was, and then I, you were laughing, but you were, you were like almost crying laughing, whatever the fuck happened. And I, I was just done and I got up and I did the walkout and I slammed the door so they could hear it on the microphone. And then you said that I, and you vocally said that I left the room. And that was like the first, I think the first one that I ever did was that is before we even had cameras on. Um, and you just hear the door slam on the fucking audio or whatever. And that was, and that was me leaving the room. And it got to a point where full disclosure, I just get up and I just open and close the door and I was still in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Adam would give me, Adam would give me cues, you know, yeah. he, he, he'd, he'd do the, uh, the know, finger. Just, yeah. Give me. <laughs> Give me a sec, you know, and, and we would just know it, you know, we would just know. You just do it. You yeah. just fucking open and close the door. Cause there's no camera, right? It's like, nobody was going to fucking know. Just, yeah. You got, you guys got fucking fleeced more than a few times. Oh, many, many times, <laughs> many, many times, <laughs> many times just getting fucking fleeced. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Thank you for the question. Volkis. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, G bros, you made it to the 200. Congrats guys. Hey Jeff, this week's question goes to you. What would it take to make a full OTT album? I mean, you're almost on the way there now. If you put a compilation together, the songs have been quite entertaining to say the least looking forward to what comes next for lag TV. So what would, what would, how many of these songs you got at this point? Uh, man, I mean, I have an album's worth. I mean, I really do. Yeah. Uh, um, let me see your I'll count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-two. Really, one of them's not really much of a song, so I would say twenty-one, twenty-one. That's an album. That's an album, and it's all for free. You can download. Um, actually, not all of it. The last few songs aren't up there because I let that shit sit up um, on other stuff first. But you can go to creampiecreations.com and um, you can you can download all of um, the vast majority, like 18 songs or something for free. That's a two CD set, Mr. Black. That's it. That's it. Um, well, Alexa, we already answered that. But would you try bungee jumping or jumping from a plane? Evidently, Jeff would jump from a plane. I would do neither. I mean, I, 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 I would like to think I would, you know, <laughs> it might not, be different when the time comes. Yes. I mean, I'm not sure it, it'd have to be with the right group of people and I'd have to be peer pressured to do it a little bit. 
uh, if, in the right way, and then I would do it. Yeah. Um, Steve, uh, Stephen Hopkins asks, uh, 200 episodes. I've watched lag TV for a decade now. You poor fucking bastard. <laughs> I've watched lag TV for a decade now, and I've never understood why you aren't bigger than you are. My question is, if you had blown up back in the day, how different do you think things would be now? I'm talking if you hit like a million subs, uh, back in the day and were uh, we're now at, you know, five to six million subs now. Would you both be in LA getting $500 haircuts plus tips? <laughs> I would not Does be Does it husky. look like my haircut costs $500? Yeah, no. Five? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've heard, I've been, dude, I've been hearing that shit my whole career. I've been hearing, I've been hearing that. I mean, it's a compliment. Um... But at the same time, it's just like I, I I don't I don't really have the answer because you know I busted my ass. I think I work just as hard as the hardest workers in in the video game showbiz, and I truly mean that. Yeah. I, I I really don't, and I'm I'm not even blowing smoke up my own I th- ass. I think you work. I, I think now, like currently in the last couple of years, you might be working harder now than you did even during lag TV years, even when we were early on and working as long as we were. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I streamed just the last 30 days, like 256 hours, and that's just on my channel. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't have the answer because I think, I think part of it was timing. We were right place at right time, but also it was the wrong time. It was because, the wrong, it was the wrong YouTube wave. Yeah, it was the wrong wave. It was, you know, and then, you know, it just missed little tiny you know, uh, it, it's one of those things where we, at certain points in my cr- personal career and light TV career, where if only we would have stepped left instead of right, yeah. uh, you know, I think things would have been different. It's it's not that I don't think our content or my solo content is good enough to be mainstream, like like big big. Because I still hear that today. It's like, dude, why isn't your stream bigger? Like blah blah blah. And I'm, I I, I don't I don't know. Um, I I do know some of it, but I don't I. I there's not much more I can do. Um, but yeah, no, I just, right. It was. And then at the same time, it's just like, I got no room to complain because, you know, I'm doing perfectly fine. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I would like, I would have liked to have been one of the big dogs, you know? Um, but that's not for everybody and that's fine. You know, the YouTube side of things, we 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 made our mistakes when we did and 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 at the same time like things happen for a reason and and ultimately we we're still successful because we're still here and we're still doing it um we you know we made enough money to pay our bills and some and uh we're still we're still going so yeah i mean i appreciate the compliment and i agree i think uh lag tv deserved better um and and i know i know why i know partly why we didn't get there from some of the mistakes we made, but at the same time, like even with the mistakes that we made, I still feel like we never got our due. And I don't know, maybe, maybe that's just, and I still feel like that even with my own personal career. Like I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I have to be that way to stay hungry, I guess. Uh, and, and keep grinding, going, not get complacent. But, um, yeah, I feel like we were, I, I feel like our content, I'm just going to say it, man. I just feel like our content was better than a lot of, our competitors that were doing better than us. I just felt it. And yeah, I have a biased opinion because I was in it and I was putting in the work and I'm not undermining what other people did. But um, 
I just thought our shit when it was on all cylinders, when it was a firing on all cylinders, I, I just don't know who did it better, man, uh, in, in our genre. I just don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, don't know. I, I agree. I, within our genre, for sure, back then, you know, uh, um, you know, and you could extend that from StarCraft into the, 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 you know, the, the co-op short form Let's Play stuff we did as well. Um, I know I would agree. I don't think anyone did it better than we did. Um, you know, but, yeah, I mean, like, you think about it. You know, you look at Blizzard, you know, they, 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 the, yeah, like Blizzard, the, 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 the other tournaments and shit, like we should have just been more, we should have got more respect for what we were doing, uh, when we were doing it. And it's like the fans championed us, but there was like this, there's this cloud, this like elitist weird fuckery, um, this gatekeeping that happened. Um, and I don't know why it happened. I don't know what we did um, to hurt somebody's fucking feelings or or why we were overlooked. But, you know, a lot of the fucking StarCraft content out there at the time, it was dog shit, dude. I'm just saying it. And, you know, yeah, there were the goats. There was like the Day 9, the 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 Total Biscuits, the, uh, the, the Artos Tasteless. Like, those are the goats. You know, but there was a lot of fucking garbage out there too that got that got put on, and we didn't get we didn't get put on uh, for whatever reason. And I just I I don't uh, know. I mean, I suspect I, I suspect a lot of that was that because anything that was going to be championing the brand of StarCraft was meant to have the game be taken seriously, and there was nothing about us that was that was you know fit that fit that narrative that Blizzard was going for. You know, for the people that they hired. Uh, out of the pool of people that we were peers with at the time, like Kolaris and stuff, who was doing very serious professional-level casting on his smaller channel uh, at the time and went on to be one of the bigger casters that they uh, that, that, that ever did it for, for Blizzard. It was That was, I think, where, it, where the difference was, was that they were the narrative they wanted around StarCraft content was that it was to be taken seriously and that it was the greatest game ever made and it was the greatest esport ever, uh, ever crafted. And... Um, doing jokey stuff and and having dick jokes and and humor and making light of like uh, the average player and how you know the most players aren't good they're terrible um, and that's okay and it's okay to make fun of it and, and have fun with it that's that that wasn't what they were going for and and um, you know so despite the fact that our video numbers outpaced a lot of everyone else's like anywhere yeah. from a hundred to three hundred thousand views a video uh, which in 2011 is like the equivalent of having like four or five million fucking views today. Yeah. Um, is it was big, bro. It yeah. was the, that when she's fail C uh, series was big. And the <clears> only <throat> one, and, and and even those, those were, were beating Husky and HD numbers. And they, they had subscribers that were, you know, seven, eight times ours. And they sort of had an in with, with that, with that inner circle that we didn't have. Um, you know, they, they averaged better on the regular stuff, but like our show was the show. And I, it's funny because Blizzard, um, it, it, I just find it ironic that when, when, when Starcraft started dying out, the, the content that was championed, um, over the professional stuff was our type of content was the base trades, the, 
the the home story cup, the 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 in control type commentary, the color commentary stuff, the winter Starcraft type shit. That was what we did, and it wasn't until basically the professional boring side of shit died out where they realized they needed guys and gals like us uh, to, to keep the game relevant and keep it going today. And now the vast majority of content uh, that StarCraft, uh, that is popular in StarCraft is literally color commentary, is, is, is the joking and the, the, the not-so-professional uh, stuff. So it's just, you know, it is what it is. And the reality is, guys, we were in StarCraft. That's the problem. I mean, even if we were the biggest things in StarCraft, which at a point we kind of were, um, uh, but, yeah. you know, if, if we stayed that way, we still had a ceiling. The, the, we, weren't, we weren't the game grumps. You know, we weren't going around and jumping on these different games. We didn't jump into League of Legends uh, and, and the games that, you know, the, the industry was new, you know, and there wasn't a lot of options. So, you know, we, we stuck with what we had and we just didn't know that what we had was, it was Adam and I was the juice. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Starcraft. You know, it helped us. Which is why we, but, which is why we tried to spin out of that with the, the Let's Play stuff, the Light TV versus series, which has some of the more funny stuff. Unfortunately, that was the stuff that a lot of which we lost to the YouTube fucking plague. But, you know, the, that was, that stuff was all better than the vast majority of the let's play stuff between a couple of people like the game grumps did a great job don't get me wrong but uh i gotta i would also say that we were as good minimum um in most of our best content uh, of that genre uh and the guys when we were with machinima one of the few things that did positively come out of that was that they did think that we should be as big as game grumps and there was an attempt made there to possibly try and bridge the gap. It just never happened. Uh, Machinima was kind of on the downturn when we showed up uh, on the scene. And, and of course, there was all the other contractual bullshit that happened at Machinima with us as well. But, um, yeah, I, 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 for me, for me, one of the things I've, uh, you know, for as much as I think our content was amazing and we outworked most people, um, and somebody asked in chat, I'll cover, the, cover this first, somebody asked in chat, um, you know, do you think it would have been different if you guys moved out to, like, L.A. where everyone else was and, and mingled with people out in L.A.? I don't think it would have made a damn difference, to be honest with you. I just would have had higher food bills and higher rent. Yeah. Um, like, we... YouTube, no. I don't, no. Think, I don't think it would have done a damn thing. Uh, if we were going to get recognition, it would have happened regardless. Um, um, I don't think that would have happened at all. And the reason why you're seeing people move to, like, Texas and all this other shit... Texas is the new LA. It's cheaper. There's no fucking income tax, basically. Uh, and since you don't have to leave your house to do this job, it's the perfect fucking environment. Uh, that's why you're yeah. seeing people like SQC and shit move to Texas. Well, that's um, just, it's also a streaming hub. So, like, a lot of streamers, they go there, they live together. Yeah, they, they're in the same network. place. Yeah, yeah. They network, and that's how they, that's how they grow their, their business, right? You know, uh, Adam's a homebody, and, and yeah. you know, I, I also... Um, just like home as well i i just i could have moved but yeah i just you know at the end of the day it's whatever i really don't think it would have made any difference in the, in the fucking arc of lag tv whatsoever i don't, I don't think so um, don't because think. we never once like in a in a in an industry where people were reaching out and doing collaborative work um we never and never once did anyone come to us we always went to them 
nobody was interested in working with, for whatever reason. Maybe our content was just not it. And that's something I, I have to like come to terms with now, like in my, my part of the career in our solo ventures is that, you know, the content that I produce is not what's popular, period. And I, I've come to terms with that. I know I can carve out a little corner for myself and, and, and do kind of well with it, but I'm never going to be, you know, fucking enormous with any of the content that I do. I could produce the best fucking video game reviews on earth and it's not going to fucking move the needle. Uh, it, it's, it, there are a handful of people on YouTube that have any success with that and um my reviews for most of these are better written better delivered and better edited by mark than most of those but it's it it does it's not what people are looking for not exactly that's that's the thing it's not about who's it's, better it's not it, what people are looking for right yeah, so it, like I, like and with my stream the content i do on my stream it's not what people are looking for people aren't looking for let's plays they're not looking they're looking for right now hot tubs rp and fucking, uh, I say hot tubs tongue in cheek, but RP, uh, IRL, RP, and professional level or like high, high level competitive game playing, um, that are in a, uh, uh, that normally spin out of people that are already part of a professional team or they sort of got into professional play, but didn't quite make, they weren't quite good enough, but they had enough of a personality to spin out onto Twitch. That's like the trife, that's a holy trinity of, tw of, of Twitch. I do not look good in a bikini, uh, despite what my, some people might think, and how long my legs are, it's not going to work. So I don't look good in a bikini. I am fucking so bad at competitive games. Um, uh, it's just not, it's just not it. I, 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 I'm never, I've never been better than above average competitive games, so that's not it. Uh, and, and the thing that's that I enjoy, talking about games, playing through Let's Plays, discussing that kind of shit, just taking a relaxed meme look at stuff. When I play Hearthstone, I'm not playing to climb the ladder, you know, like, I'll, or I'm not playing, like, meta to climb the ladder, I'm seeing what stupid shit can I do, and then how far can I go with the stupid shit. That's not what people want! People want you to sweat the fuck out of everything, and like, grind the shit, and be the highest so that they can say that they watch somebody that's like, oh my god, have you seen how good insert person is? You know, that's... That's it. So... You know, you have to also, uh, with that, I'll spit it back to Lag TV. I think some of it was also, our shit just wasn't what people were looking for. As good as our content was, sometimes, it's not about how good the content is. It's whether or not the vast majority of people that are looking for things to watch are interested in that content. And yeah. we were not We didn't that. play the game. We didn't play the game, man. When, when Minecraft was super hot, we need to jump right on it immediately. You know, just it, it, that was it. I don't but even know if we realized that it was super hot when it got super hot immediately. Because we, we got into Minecraft about halfway through its hype. And it's not like Minecraft dead right now. No, so like, but it, it had a resurgence. But I mean, when we got into it, it was, it was you know, it was start, sort of, it was already established. It was hard to be found. Um, but yeah, no, it is what it is, dude. We, get, we did StarCraft. I'm grateful because without the game, we wouldn't be here today. So it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I wish I wish things were a, a little. I shouldn't say I wish, but I wouldn't have complained if things were, were a little bit different. But at the same time, mm. everything happens for a reason. Who knows? 
Listen, man, we might have blew up in Minecraft. We might have blew up in a fucking in, in a different game. And then, you know, that game could have died. And then we might not even be here today. We yeah. might have had a, like, a really, really good uh, three years, four years. And then, boom, gone. You know, so who knows, right? You, you never fucking, you never fucking know. Who knows? Who knows? You never know. Uh, but no $500 haircuts. No. No. That ain't it. Uh, eight, nine, ten. Ask. We've answered this before, but we'll answer it because it's episode two hundred. Who would you have as your top pick as a guest on an episode of Technical Alpha, Mister Black? Hmm. Top guest. Hmm. Um. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> um, elk meat. Jeez, I don't know. I don't know. I would fucks with some day nine, man. Uh, yeah. something that's realistic. Yeah. Um, that that we have something in common. Um, we reminisce, pick his brain. Mm. Um, I'd fucks with I'd fucks with day nine. Yeah, yeah. I would fucks with day nine. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I was actually, co- coincidentally, I was going to say we go and find, uh, we dig HD out of a hole and we, we Ooh, have HD StarCraft. That would be a really good one, too. Like, what in the fuck have you done for 10 years? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a really good where have you Where have you been, Mr. HD StarCraft? Um, that would be that would be entertaining, uh, for sure. I think would be would be good, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm sure we've got like a laundry list of of people that would be unrealistic, but the, those are relatively realistic. Uh, last question. Neil Pring asks, "Do you think that the pandemic has changed how streaming works and how it will work in the future?" I don't think it's changed how it works. I think what it's changed is its popularity. I think. People have now created a, a, a really deep-seated um, um, connection or an addiction um, or, or a habit, which, whichever one of those three. I mean, it, an addiction is an extreme. A habit is, is what people have now become, come to. Um, or, or, you know, maybe this is their new way to communicate and have a connection with, with chat or stream or whatever. Um, because we've been stuck in so, so much that just like naturally you know we've had a lot more free time and so you 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 you're spending more time um hanging out on streams watching streams being part of new communities and I, I think i don't think it's changed the way people stream i think it's just changed uh people's um habits around watching streams and people's habits to stream um i think we've all gone to an extreme um streamers are are you know it's it's just already extremely unhealthy to begin with but now it's just like i mean fuck it, it's if you're if you're literally not streaming a minimum of eight hours a day like six days a week you're 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 having a hard you're 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 having a hard time keeping up like you're yeah. falling off slowly yeah um unless you're a mega mega streamer that already has had that that big you know, core. Um, but yeah, I, I streaming hasn't changed. It's just the amount that we're consuming and doing it most certainly has for sure. Yeah, definitely. Consumption has changed, uh, pretty, 
pretty substantially in that regard. Uh, you know, people have so much more time on their hands. They're looking for ways to like spend it, um, without just binging Netflix all day. Um, um, and yeah, like Jeff alluded to there at the end there, uh, because of that, they're also like a, 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 a kind of a, a, a boost in people in the space. There's more people that have entered the space because they, again, have more time on their hands. Um, and it's created a, a more competitive market, uh, or, or accelerated a market that was already becoming more competitive in the first place. Um, content is kind of changing in general. Like if you're looking at what's becoming more and more popular now with younger and younger audiences, um, yeah, certainly, certainly the types of content I think that you're going to see are going to be changing it up a bit, man. Social media plays such a bigger role now in the life of a streamer than it did before. Yeah. Um, yeah. and if I've you're not social a lot more now, like I never did Yeah. now it's almost essential because everybody is fighting for that viewer. Everybody's yeah. fighting for that. And if you're not in people's faces, you're forgotten, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, the, the Holy Trinity being like Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah, I, I haven't done the TikTok shit, but no, but I mean, like, and, and all it is, and you know what else I'm, I'm seeing now is that people are doing, it's basically just a, again, it's people who are playing like competitive, like it's like Warzone players or some shit. And then you'll see them put up a clip of them doing some like slightly mediocre shit, but then they're like getting hype about it. Like they, like that shit doesn't happen all the time, but you know, whatever they made a video. So they go and make a video and they put it up on, uh, on, uh, Twitter. And then uh, now I'm seeing people turning those posts into ads where they're paying money to Twitter to promote that video clip. Be like, you know, a uh, little song and dance. And, and so social media is definitely been, and because, and that's a lot of, because like, uh, man, uh, like attention spans are just fucking like shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. And so it's like, you'll do bigger numbers on like posting your, like your fucking clip on TikTok and, and Instagram and, and shit than you will, you know, doing the, the actual live stream and, and, um, and, you know, what does that even fucking mean for content going forward? I don't know. The, uh, it's moved so fast. Like the, the whole, this whole, the whole first wave. And, and I guess this would be called the end of the second wave of streaming and content creation that the millennials built up, the zoomers are changing it at light speed. Like the shit is fucking moving quick. And in a way that, and in a direction that I don't know, I don't know how to pivot, uh, to get, to, to keep, to not, not, not to keep up. Cause I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of over like the keep up kind of thing. Cause I can't do it. This is just like, it's, it just feels like too much uh, turn your phone on, say five words, post it up, and hopefully it goes viral. Like I don't, like I don't know what that is, what that that it is anymore. Um, what the fuck does that even mean to be a content creator at this point? Because everyone's just posting like five second, ten second video clips and shit, and just kind of rotating it out. And it's like there was burnout before, and that burnout just meant you were on the live stream doing your shit. Um, but now it's like you're doing your live stream and then you've got to like be uh, a social media manager on the back end where you're constantly posting stuff every like fucking four hours yeah. um, and building up numbers on like at least three or four different sites. And you need a manager. You pretty much need a manager, you, man. You need to pay, you need to pay somebody to do all this fucking shit or, or are you going to go crazy? 
or are you going to go crazy or you just don't do it? Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm, I am, I am looking forward to the day to the, to the day. Don't want it anytime soon, but the day will come where I just stop giving a fuck yeah. where I'm just like, you know what? I, I ain't worried about Twitter and Instagram and this and that and how many hours this and this, this and this sub count and this. I will I I will look forward to the day. Yeah. Um and it will happen before I'm forty because I I no. You know, uh you know, I'm thirty four now. Um I'm I'm I will be looking forward to the day where it's like, do I feel like streaming today? But just what the fuck is a content creator right uh, now? Well, a content creator is a, a content creator is at this point, or at least one that wants to be successful. You you, you have no privacy. You you're you're constantly on all the time. Um, I I I don't know. I I don't. I, I'm not even on this level of these new of these new content creators. Like I just like they're still they're just doing shit. I I don't even know. I think TikTok's cringe. You know, I know why people do it. I just think it's cringy as fuck. Um, it's just you're on all the fucking time, bro. All the time. There is no, there's no off. It's like, what are these content creators doing? Like, when they're not on, they're thinking about how to be on. Like, what do I do? Like, what do I do? What What am I doing next? And uh, I'm okay living in my little pocket on Twitch and grinding that out and having fun. Uh, I ain't going. I ain't doing what the the cool kids are doing, and I, I'm sure they're super successful and they're making boatloads of money. It ain't for me. I'm getting old, bro. I ain't 22 anymore. Mm. I ain't got the energy. I just don't. Man, even if I was 22, I don't know if I'd be if I'd be fucking doing all this shit because I don't even know. Like I, I feel like content creators at this point, um, their their life cycle is even shorter. Uh, it's like the the shorter the content, the shorter the life cycle of the fucking content creator. So, yeah. like, TikTok is now, we're just, like, on fucking these 10-second videos, and people will do, like, a series. It's kind of like this guy, this comedian dude that did, did you see that guy who was, like, acting as an like, Ikea employee, right? Yeah, funny. It's funny as fuck. Fucking incredible, right? It's funny yeah. as shit. It's the lowest production quality you can imagine, with, like, the cutout background, whatever the fuck, and he's got his Ikea badge on, whatever, and that's it, and he's just holding his phone, and that's it. And he just gives, a, he gives his delivery, and he crushes the delivery, and it's smart written shit, but it's, like, fucking 15 seconds long. And, you know, this guy's going to, is blown up and he's got, you know, all these eyes on him right now. Netflix show soon, you know, like, and it's going to last like fucking three months and then he's gone. And that's like, that's it. Um, if you were on like the first wave of content creation, you had a hope of going like three years. Now it's like, if you're going to keep on top, it's uh, how do you even do it? Because it's like what what these kids want and what the majority want, it like changes every five fucking seconds, and you can't possibly, as a content creator, keep shifting in that way. So it's almost like you have to hope that whatever you do hit on is something that has staying power. Because if you don't, you're just you're just power fuck. So I, I hats off to anyone crazy enough to be trying to grind it out as a new wave content creator uh, these days. Uh, because holy shit, that is yeah, God wild. Me. I mean, I thought I, I thought I had it tough, man. Some of these guys and gals out here are out here doing fucking God's work. I mean, they're, yeah. they are, they're just nonstop. I can't, I can't, man. I'm old and tired. I'm yeah. old and tired. I'm still doing too much, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just riding the wave. I'm doing it because I got to. 
uh and i enjoy it but like i i ain't, i ain't enjoying it i ain't enjoying it that much where i need to be on tiktok 24 7 dude youtube has episode. shorts now yeah i know everything has everything shorts. is shorts everything has shorts everything every, every there's short on everything yeah 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 so you know that that's no that ain't it that ain't it i'll Crazy. stick to some role play fuck me sure. uh, that's it that's it that's the show mr black it's the 200th episode of technical alpha where we're just grinding it out here in front of how many people right now 79 it's a couple hundred maybe where are we I'm, I'm guessing i'm guessing 79 people uh, 188 oh, i was off by a bit but uh thank you for continuing to show up and watch this every week uh 12 second game reviews coming look i've already got them 60 seconds they're not getting shorter Critical Hits Twitter and Instagram have 60-second fucking reviews, which are literally me giving you the tagline of the review and a plug for the YouTube channel. That is as short as you can get. It does not get shorter. So I'm already there. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we will, uh, we will be back next week for episode 201. I'm out of here for now. Mr. Black is out of here for now. And until we see you guys next week, thank you for all of this amazing and continued support. Uh, whether you're just showing up or you've been here for the long haul. Uh, And until then, peace. Peace out.